Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. What's happening, weirdos? Uh, we're just on such a good run of episodes, and I'm so excited to share with you uh, Tom Papa, just one of the funniest, best stand-ups I've ever seen, and one of the nicest, most genuine, and uh, just sweet men. <laughs> just a sweet, sweet man that I've ever met. Uh, so let's get to that as quickly as possible. Today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. As we all know, Squarespace, wonderful sponsor of this podcast, is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, and incredible 24-7 customer support. So start building your website today at squarespace.com and enter offer code WEIRD at checkout to get 10% off. I do want to say some tour dates here up top. I'm going to be in Athens, Georgia at the 40 Watt Club on April 9th. The 13th, I'm going to be in San Diego back at the American Comedy Company just for one night. On the uh, April 15th, I'll be in L.A. Uh, at the Hollywood Improv for the Real Girl uh, fundraiser. On the 16th, maybe most importantly, definitely most importantly, <laughs> what am I saying? I will be in Chicago, the city I started doing stand-up in. You know, I, I technically started in Boston, but Chicago is what I consider my, my uh, starting grounds, if that's a term. I will be at the Vic for two shows on April 16th. Uh, the early show is sold out. There's still some tickets left for the late show. You can go to PeteHolmes.com for tickets to all of these. Chicago, it means so much if you guys come out. Good audiences mean a good special. And uh, I, I just hope we can uh, meet up and make something special together. Uh, so again, that's Athens, Georgia, San Diego, L.A., Chicago, and uh, that's that's what we gotta check 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 out. Um, our other sponsor is Casper Mattresses, obsessively engineered American-made mattresses at a shockingly fair price. And now you can get fifty bucks towards any mattress purchased by going to Casper.com/slash/MadeItWeird. Using code made it weird. That's one word, made it weird. You, you all know this. You spend about a third of your life sleeping, so let's make sure you're doing it on a good mattress. Don't mess around. Just the right sink, just the right bounce. Two technologies, a hybrid of latex foam and memory foam. That's what you're getting here. To get a frisk, uh, friskery, a friskery trial, to get a risk free trial. And return policy. You got to check this out. They, they deliver straight to you. You can try it for a hundred days, and if you're not happy, they will pick it back up. At the store, maybe you'll get a minute to try their mattress. With Casper, you actually get to sleep on it for a hundred days. That's crazy. It's five hundred bucks for a twin size mattress and nine fifty for a king. Comparing that to the industry average, that is an outstanding price point. And to get fifty bucks towards any mattress purchase, just go to Casper.com/slash/MadeItWeird and use code MadeItWeird. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, they sent us. They sent me a mattress. I couldn't believe it. It's unbelievable. It comes compact. You cut it open. It expands. It is the best. It is the perfect blend of firm and soft, and it will improve your life. I'm going to say at least thirty percent. Not just your sleep. Your entire life. That's my own personal claim. That's not the, the company, but get into it. So thank you so much, Casper, Casper for being a uh, sponsor of the podcast. All right, guys, let's get to Tom Papa. One last time here in April, I will be in Athens, Georgia, San Diego, California, LA, and two shows in Chicago on April 16th, taping my new special. I hope you can be there. In the meantime, enjoy. PeteHolmes.com for all these tickets. Get into it. I don't think so.
No. I like when I'm sick, it's like a legit, like people keep asking me, are you okay? Sort of. Thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so I was, it was, but it's one of those things that when I am sick, it's like hard to do anything. And I, I will yeah. concede this. It wasn't the case with you, but like Larry David on Curb, mm-hmm. I do enjoy a good excuse. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That wasn't 100%. the case with you. I was like, this is legit. Like I was coughing yeah. so much. It would have gotten you sick, but I was like, I do love a good cancel. I had, <laughs> I had a gig in uh, at the DC Improv. Yeah, and good club, low great ceiling, club. Uh, low yeah. ceiling, almost as low as this. It's, and when I'm up there, I, yeah, you I can barely get. I couldn't extend my arm. <laughs> no way. It's, it's so close, and I love that feeling that we're all trapped. Yeah, just in that little huddle. So I on Wednesday, before I go, I get a call saying. There's a big blizzard heading to uh, Washington, <laughs> and the I love the club. Yeah, I look forward to making the money. Look I look forward to doing the stuff. I feel where you're and going. The joy. Yep. As we're having a discussion, there mm. it's going to be a snow weekend. Mm. Was and and of course we made the right call. It was like you know that thing of like I don't know. Do we make? They say it's going to be a snowstorm, it. but will it hit? And I love it. And the minute we said. No, let's do it in April. Yeah. And canceled. Ooh. Oh. You're making me happy. <laughs> Joy. Like, that's making me happy. <laughs> just thinking about a good cancel. A no-fault cancel. No-fault cancel. You can't. It's an act of God. Act it's in the contract. Of, we can't do it. There's something. Not on you. It just feels like sleeping in. It does. You know what I mean? Even totally. if you love your job. Yeah. That's what, what I, I was just thinking about this today. So I'm working on my HBO show, and yeah. I'm, I'm noticing I'm doing less stand-up. And uh-huh. You are, you know, we've we, I've put these people on the show, on this very show, where you're like, oh, Latterman just used stand-up to get where he wanted to be. Uh-huh. But there is a middle ground where you're like, I don't mind traveling less. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the ultimate excuse. You're yeah. like, I wish I could. I'm, we're working Monday through Friday. I can't do it. <laughs> but the, I can't do it. The thing is, I had the blizzard. Then I was doing a club in Atlanta, and that the club actually like shut down and moved or something. Yeah. So that got moved, and I didn't work before the holidays, like a couple weeks. Before. I was home for about five weeks straight. Ooh, and tasty. As much as you love that that feeling of can't, I really was like, we well, start jonesing. Who, who am I anymore? I'm like, what am I? I don't what. I, Tom, who am I? I'm so fascinated with the things we need to do. Stand up being one. Yeah. Of them, that help us feel grounded in who we are like literally grounded. like you start floating off of the little asteroid that you call tom papa and you you're just like not on it anymore no i was i was noticing my need to like vent like i'm a real venter mm-hmm. i don't really do it on this show per se but like if so, if i think somebody's mad at me yeah i have to talk to, i'm such a You've, like the conflict torture i i can't i give in right away i'm like yeah. i can't do it we gotta <laughs> we gotta talk this out and then as I'm doing it, I'm like, this is like a real human need yeah. to clear the air. For you. I, for Other me. people live in that. Other people. So how do you deal with social media if you don't like conflict? I don't look at it. You don't? Yeah. What do you do? Is that a problem? I don't like it either. You know, I did. Um, I, I don't used like, to. I used to like it, but then. I don't like conflict. I don't like. I just I hate it. And uh, Wait, do you mean towards you or towards the like just people arguing? Um, Politics, or mostly something. if it brushes up against me. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's what, that's what I was assuming you <laughs> yeah. meant. I ah. did. I was in New York last week, and I did uh, the Opie and Jim show where they were talking about uh, what Trump. Happened to, what happened to Anthony? 
Uh, <laughs> like I just don't know. Opie and what? <laughs> I'm always out of the loop. I always yeah. walk in. I'm like, what's going Although, on here? I, what's the, the reason attention? I make that joke is when you said that, I'm like, it's Opie and Anthony. I know. Like, that's I still, how I, I, I literally, way, yeah. I had to like literally Opie think and it Jim. and put it out of my mouth. That Although they did, they maintained the Opie. You know, if you yeah. want the goofy name. You could just cry. I know it's not, I don't mean For to, radio. I'm not putting them down. It's a good, it's the one you want. Yeah, you don't want to be Jim and Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> The people aside, <laughs> it's just not so fun. Just names. But I did. But I walk in seven o'clock in the morning, and they're doing. Uh, they're talking about Trump and mm. the whole thing. So we start talking about it, and I'm just like, you know, I just don't like anyone that's filled with hate and mm-hmm. kind of good. And then uh, on Thursday, I do the Larry Wilmore show, the nightly show, and there they're talking about. Um, the girl from Yelp who blogged about how she wasn't getting paid enough and she railed against the CEO. And it was kind of like a spoiled 24-year-old way of dealing, trying to get paid more by just like yelling at the world and yelling at the CEO publicly. On Yelp. On Yelp. So I took the side of, you know, we were all poor when we were young. Yeah. So just, you know, you, you kind of deal with it. And I understand the frustration, but you don't do it. In a place where it's going to damage you. I understand. So those two things. Very interesting. So those two things. I'm I'm going against Trump on Monday. I'm talking about being uh, self-reliant on Thursday. The amount of hate mm. online. I had people literally saying, "Screw you, you Hillary loving liberal." Blah blah blah. I hope you if you get Hillary if you, loving if is you an get insult. if you get shot if you get shot then you'll appreciate trump and god and all the rest. and then on thursday people are going this white yeah asshole yeah white male asshole white male yeah. asshole i bet he's a trump supporter ah you're back and i don't want to live in that i get it. environment i don't want to live there it's all noise you know what i yeah. mean and I, and I it's like a wind room or something yeah and if it hits you just right <laughs> some people love the wind room because they know how to they know how to have levitate glide, right and they're like well i'm gliding <laughs> in the wind room the arms are out they're taking a bat stance and i'm one of those people that when i watch a, a boxing match i'm just like can't can't these people talk it out like i just i like, I love talking. When I would go to a baseball game, it was a very, like, I, I wanted to like baseball because my father loves baseball. Yeah. And then I saw my brother loves baseball, and they bonded over that. So yeah. I was like, I will also love baseball. <laughs> remember, remember when you're a kid and you're just picking? Right. Yeah. Who am I going to be? Uh, yeah, exactly. It's all in front of you. No one knows much about you. Pete likes mac and cheese. You That's don't know anything about you either. Yeah. So you're like, ah, it's kind of an open field. I love baseball. Right. So I picked Jose Canseco, and I was like, that, that'll that be my guy. There was something about him that good, I that Good I colors, liked. good color uniform. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the A's. Yeah. I mean, is there anything like green and yellow oh, together? those white pants. It, it's just the, it's the hat that looks like how Sour Patch Kids taste. <laughs> it's like, ugh, it's a little much. And it, but you like it. But you love it. Kids love Sour Patch. Hey, adults, love, I love them. It wakes you up before it gives you the candy part. It's like, hey, hey, pay attention. <laughs> and then you get the sweet, sweet reward. Mm. So I got, I got, I got Joe's Kinsake, and then, uh, and then I went to Fenway Park, and I remember where we were. That's yeah. how traumatic this was. Like in the in the stadium, and uh, and they we, there was a steroid thing. And here's like, how many people are in Fenway Park? Do you think ballpark? I just don't want to be uh, like uh, fifty thousand. Okay, fifty thousand people. Forty thousand. Let's say of the forty-ish. Right. Maybe thirty of them, thirty thousand of them, yeah. are chanting steroids. 
because he's at oh, the bat no. and they're trying to throw him. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is cruel. This is not <laughs> this is not right. And I would yell out, no, in between the steroids. <laughs> How like, old are you? No, I'm, I'm probably 13 or oh, something. So, so I'm going, no, steroids. <laughs> Right. Because my heart was breaking. Are you wearing a? Are you wearing the colors? I was. I would bring a sign like for the A's. in Fenway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And my dad, uh, to his credit, had absolutely no problem with that. Really? He was, like, he was probably just glad I wasn't queer. You know what I mean? Like he was like, at least he likes one ball player. I literally was in Boston this last weekend, and uh, I was in New York before and I was cold. It was cold there. Yeah. Shouldn't people shouldn't live there. Yeah. <laughs> it's we have the technology to leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a Yankee hat because I do like baseball. Yeah. Okay. And I have a Yankee hat and it, I just didn't want to deal with Boston people. So I just kept it in my bag the whole time. Yeah. And I'm going through security. I feel like they would like it. I know they do like it, but I just didn't want to participate yeah. in it. Wind it's room. too early. It's wind room. Wind room. Right, exactly. Wind no, but room. even if you own a wind room, if <laughs> you're an eclectic true. millionaire, you're not getting in the wind room first thing. <laughs> no, not. It's early. No. Have some breakfast. I'm digest it, tired. then get in the wind room. <laughs> I go through security. I After my show on Saturday, I was tired and I just left a bottle of water in my bag. So I go through security. The guy says, We got to check your bag. Ah! Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> he goes, starts going through the bag and he, see, he goes, Yankee hat. Jesus. He just like put the bag like into my chest. He didn't have no sense of humor. It was just like I'm holding my bag on kind of awkwardly like oh jeez. On my way out of Boston I got busted. I will tell you the the city of Boston. <laughs> I have to tell you the city of Boston. Yeah. It's such it's it's almost like every morning we got we or when you become a citizen when you on your 18th birthday there's like you're handed a script it's like your sides like yeah. a little play that we're all I'm not saying there's anything wrong to. with it but it's yeah. like fuck the Yankees we love baked beans I can't even think of anything I'm from there we love baked beans we hate the Yankees my dad though uh, would would just use it as a reason to talk to you right not it not right. aggressively He'd right. be like, Oh, I I got yeah. Derek Jeter's not there anymore. Yeah, no, I'm going to even... talk about it. Yeah, yeah. And he might he would be the guy that has the sense of humor about it. He'd be like, "Oh, Yankees, all right, yeah, you think you got a chance?" <laughs> Which yeah. is fun and it's fine. And you know, it's funny when it was so awful there, cold and stuff. And uh, I just came in to do morning radio at like six in the morning someplace, mm. and the guys like uh, it was a bunch of older guys. Great radio show. I forget who it is, but really like. Old school, like just talkers, Boston guys, yeah, pink faces, yeah, you know, yeah sure. chubby, eating yeah. no, horrible I, food, I got I, bald and white hair, you know, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and they're just like, uh, like so. A what are you guys shirt doing? That has like the yeah. color of the collar, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? It's a polo yes. shirt, but the collar is green. The shirt is aqua, and the right. cuffs of the cu- of the sleeve are green. All misshapen, but tucked in with a belt. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> And loafers. There's going to be one of the guys is going to be totally. wearing like loafers. Just something I don't see as much outside of Boston. My no. dad loves slipping yeah. into a fine leather shoe, <laughs> which is funny because like the upper crust you see, like they pull it off, and then like the working class guy in a loafer, just weird. Yes, I know. <laughs> it's like an old loafer. It's worn out. Yes, something's wrong. That's with it. a thing. But I came in there just like I'm like. So what are you guys doing? You off air? Like just saying hello? And they're like, Yeah, we're just like everybody else, just waiting for baseball. 
And I was yeah. like, it's so bleak and cold. And it's like, yeah. this is why baseball's so important. I get it. Here, and then I come back here. It's like, it's springtime all year. Yeah. Craving <laughs> baseball in LA. I wonder if that's even part of the resentment. It's like, you guys don't even go. Like, yeah, I'm talking about like, the, it's almost mythological. Uh-huh. It's like they have the seasons and this beautiful yeah. ritual. And it, it does feel richer. It and does. that's why we're over here just being like, la, 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 la. Totally. And I'm always going, it's football season <laughs> right, like exactly. i don't know when it is i know i i used to say they I do only... feel more connected to the earth therefore they, for right? sure absolutely yeah. and you you earn spring you, you earn, earn it summer you earn it you appreciate you also winter. uh see things dying in passing you know what i mean yeah. like you're reminded what, what, what being disconnected from nature makes us more i think fearful of death whereas the people like right. in the woods go like Look, you're like the great pine cone. <laughs> this voice is offensive, but I love no, doing it's it. Good. It's <laughs> not offensive to sound the way he sounds. That is what that guy this sounds one guy. Like. I'm doing this guy very well. But you see, if you can see the trees dying and growing, and, and that, then you go like, ah, I'm a part of this. You thing. are the oak. Yeah, exactly. You are the mighty oak. Oh, I like your voice. Mine's not as offensive, but it's just mine is I can't, more because I can't do it as well. Mine is bad. <laughs> just no. like the tree has grown and died yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, now you're eastern good. indian I, don't know. <laughs> yes, I, want, I, mean, I want to uh, tell you the thing about the guy very similar not not a big difference between dots and feathers it turns out yeah you're right you, that's, no that's that's not a thing dots I made and feathers up. is not dots not feathers either. is not a thing you no. go indian dot or feather <laughs> right. uh, you could say bindi or headdress Let's cut to the chase. This is why this is why Trump is winning. Clarity, clarity. You can I, see Trump saying "dots not feathers." My, I, I regret it. I'm raising children out here, and uh, they crave the, the cycle of the year. Yeah, the cycle of yeah. Life. They really just. My daughter like starts like cutting out brown paper to make leaves oh. to make it look like fall in her room, and she's only nine, ten years old, so she's like. It just it just hit her when she was young, and yeah. and it's missing now. Yeah. Oh wait, you raised them in New York. In we New York, and then, this came, little and then came back here. It would be scary, almost like the Omen, if she had never seen fall, and she was like, "I'll make one." <laughs> just cutting with the little kid scissors. Snip, snip, Go to bed. It's six sixty six, which is really seven oh six. Why isn't seven oh six the scary time? Yeah, you're right. Seven oh six is six sixty six. Ooh. How can I be the first person to figure that out? I, I bet there's a whole group yeah. online that worships that. The 706. <laughs> the seven, don't even Google it. <laughs> Let's just live the rest of our lives wondering if there's a group. Knowing there's a group. And I, th- I thought you were going to say that children also crave certainty. I, I kind of – your certainty. brain mm-hmm. and, and labels, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I've said this so many times on the podcast, but there's something appealing about uh, closed-mindedness mm-hmm. going like – even the hats, Yankee fan, right. New Yorker, probably in a rush to get his coffee. You suck. We love it. Right. And that is almost like a cultural grounding. Yeah. We were talking, I need to vent sometimes and I need to do stand-up and that keeps me grounded. Then there's the cultural grounding of yeah. like, well, th- we'll tell ourselves these stories and, and these things. Absolutely. I mean, there's you, you kind of have to – it's where language comes from. Yeah. There's like those sounds are attached to this emotion and they became – resonant words like because 
it really is conveying something that deep inside of right. us. Right. It's so much more complicated yeah. when I go, I'm lonely. It's such a strange th- thing that you're taking your heart. Let's, mm. ju- let's just speak in these terms. So you're having a feeling in your heart, yeah. in, in your being. I'm lonely. I right. feel loneliness. So then you send the language guy spelunking down from the brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to the heart yeah he reports back to the brain like there's a swirl of purple <laughs> i don't know why there's an image of his mother crying uh there's getting picked last at kickball and he he thinks it's about the breakup but it's all this bullshit what do we say and he just sends back lonely i'm lonely <laughs> right. and then we li- we start to live in a world where the mystery is ironed out and we just go i'm lonely and they go got it yeah and then we start just thinking you are just lonely when really are you you are so much more than that and this is where like psychoanalysis would come right. in Right. But there is something when you have people that that use those simple terms and simple yeah. ways to live. Yeah. And they don't vary and go deeper. Yeah. There is a relief. Yeah. Aren't you envious of I have my friend Ben I always talk about and he's just a guy, nice guy, works, comes home, plays with his kids. Yeah. And you're like I'd be like what it what, but what does it mean? Like don't you feel he's Yeah. Like, he'd look at me like yeah, yeah, really yeah. puzzled like what are you talking about? That's, no. a li- that's a little bit like my parents. It's like, what's the meaning of life? He's like, well, you go to Lindell's and you get some croissants and you give them to the guys. That's yeah. going to make morale good when they dig out the oil tank. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, but what's it all mean? Isn't it? Is it just a game? And you're he's like, like, am I going to do croissants all the time? <laughs> is this what it's all about? Do we go to the same place? Why? Yeah. You're no happy. You're less happy than he is, right? I suppose. And then I guess that begs the question, is the point to be happy or, or, you know, I wonder about this all the time, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure. Although I am a little bit more high-strung than usual because we are starting to work on this TV right. show. So I'm, I'm spending so much time in my brain. Yeah. And I'm starting to feel those feelings of like, oh, imagine being a milkman, which I've never understood. <laughs> right. I've never, I've never really had that. I've always just uh-huh. been like, man, a comedian's the best. Yeah. You surf on the laughs. But when it gets complicated. When it gets complicated and you're doing like business administration, which yeah. you never signed up for, you're <laughs> right. like, I didn't know I was going to be like managing people's emotions. Yeah. And then you're just like, ah, milkman. <laughs> the cling, clang, cling from the truck to the stoop. <laughs> Listen to the chilled white beverage. <laughs> like that sounds pretty nice. But it does I, sound nice. I wouldn't trade it for the world, would you? No. No. I yeah. My thing isn't the milkman. My thing is the bagel shop at the beach. <laughs> when, when everything falls apart and it's too stressful and I got to pull the ripcord, I always say, well, then I'll just live in a, in a – I'll have a bagel uh, shop. I'll work in a bagel shop down by the beach. Yeah. Get high. Go to work. Yes. Make bagels. This get is, high. Go this home. This is American beauty. It's yeah. I'm gonna smoke dope, work it in and out burger, whatever it was. Right, I right. It was like whammy burger. Yeah, and I'm gonna lift weights. Like I'm gonna and just live that simple life. But I would go crazy. Well, <laughs> I, I, would I would say I couldn't do it. That that doesn't seem. I am a believer that there's stuff that needs to be worked out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We don't need to make that cosmic or mystic. Yeah. I'm saying just from a psychological level, I te- I'm grinding away at something. Yeah. And I would wager I'm making progress. My neuroses are still there. Right. But at least I can look at them and wave at them. You know what I'm saying? Yes. As Jeff Garland said, wave at your, <laughs> wave at your anxiety. I want to yeah. make sure I footnote him because that was a great thing he said. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean my, my fantasy has me getting high. Like I get high on my way to the bagel shop. Yeah. I get high at lunch. I get high yeah. on the way home because I have yeah. to kind of deaden – yeah, the part that 
wants to just work on stuff. It was a, the the Dow of Steve, which I don't even think is that good of a movie. I don't I don't know. I'm shitting on the movie. Movies are hard to make. I, I did like at the time. Movie. At the time, I thought it was like Bad. deep and cool. Okay, see <laughs> right? that's the thing. When, what, it was all like in I'll college say about or high school. It, loved it, and then I'm like, I don't think it quite holds up. No, even though there's like three or four points. Yeah. in that movie, it was like the first movie that like. Like really, du- like du- uh, burrowed into my brain, and was yeah. like, "You'll say that the rest of your life." <laughs> and one of his things is he's like, "We praise the monks off in the in the mountains in the Himalayas, ringing bells and and being serene." And, right. and he wagers, "Why do we look down on stoners?" He's like, "I get high. I play with children all day. Mm-hmm. I'm not hurting anything. I'm not over consuming." Yeah, like he, he's saying, yeah. Like, "What's so bad about right?" That? I'm simple too. Yeah, but in I don't the know. moment. I don't know if I I I need the, the bagel it, it shop goes back to, it goes back to nuts. the thing about when when we were started talking about having the cancellation yeah and I was home for five months just like hanging around I started baking bread mm. I started baking sourdough bread because I needed a, I, I needed another activity I couldn't write more material and not really try and can it. I defend you for a moment yeah the the person that says I'm all for stillness. I'm not Jay Leno. I remember reading in Jay Leno's book, he sits at the beach for two minutes and he's like, I must have been here all day. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I think that is a little bit of a perversion or a, or a getting out of hand of the yeah. needing an activity. Mm-hmm. Not to put anybody down. I'm just saying, I don't want to be that. Right. But if you are in your house, this is what I mean. There's something kind of okay about going, something inside me wants to be expressed, mm-hmm. stand-up or bread, it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. And then letting the baking of the bread or the doing of the stand-up be almost like a metaphor for the inner work you're doing. Mm-hmm. This is the thing that I've been tripping out on on everything, which is life is a metaphor, meaning right. the things that we're spelunking down and interpreting into I should bake bread are really deeper, more complicated, confusing, eternal issues. Right. You know what I mean? Like vast blackness of the yeah. inner world. Yeah. And then you do make bread, but then like really make bread. I think there's something truly like – I, something I read about this is mystical, but they're like the secrets of the universe are in building a table. Uh-huh. Like, truly build a table, right? Truly bake some bread, right? There's so, that's not just distracting bullshit. It's like why can't you no. just be? I am. I am making bread. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm absolutely. defending you. It doesn't have to be like I'm filling the time because I'm going nuts. No, no, no. But but it, but it without the bread, like you, you still need the bread though. You know what I mean? Like you also I, need to eat the I bread. I can't just kind of oh, hang out. You need to out. make the bread. Yeah. I can't just hang out. I'm right there with you. When you that's one of the first things. So here I am as a child going maybe I'll like baseball. Really the first thing, one of the first things was going, "Oh, there's a real need to throw something on the board." Right. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like I got to pick up the chalk and I want to go <laughs> clack 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 and put something on there. Yeah. And it's it seems to be potentially greater than say Milkman man. Uh-huh. This, this fake person we've made, right? Who, who just wants to deliver milk? Yeah, I think that. Uh, I think you know. Look, I always thought that comedy was all encompassing, like doing the act, writing, going out, performing in the smaller clubs in town, then going out and doing the larger shows. And I was putting everything into it, and I really thought that's going to be enough. But then, as I got better at it and more efficient at it. I found I still have a family. I've got a ton of stuff going on, but I still needed a hobby. Yeah, needed something else to be to let your brain chew on that chew toy. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. And uh, and I've kind of done different things, and now it's bread, I guess. I understand completely, Katie. I I remember one of the times Katie laughed at me, which I loved because it helped me. (laughs) It helped me know myself. You know when people Uh, tease you and you're just like. 
oh, thank you. Yeah. I just pulled the curtain back <laughs> yeah. on who it is, who, what's it like in here? Here's one of the things it's right. like in here is that I'll get obsessed on a thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was very, very, very into yoga for a time. Yeah. And, and I started like not only doing a shit ton, but also like reading books and watching movies. That's what you laughed at. Katie laughed at the, <laughs> the idea movie? that I was sitting around typing in yoga into iTunes <laughs> and just being like, what do you got? And I watched all of them. Really? But there's something nice. It's, it seems to me it's just a cycle. It's, it's, the, it's the same work mm-hmm. in different forms. So mm-hmm. you baking the bread is the same thing, the same uh, yeah. that was doing the stand-up. And this right. thing inside of you seems to have an urge to grind away at itself. Right. And uh, hopefully be better at the end of it. And bread is so good. Fresh bread? Oh, my God. Hey, Dr. Atkins would have eaten a fresh <laughs> loaf of sourdough. Holy cow. If he could smell it for 45 minutes first. Oh, my God. That motherfucker would dip it in more <laughs> bread. I know. He would rip off a hung and dip it in a bread sauce and then eat double bread. <gasps> I really, it is so good. And then I just leave it like out on the cutting board all day. And just as I walk through the kitchen, peel another piece off. And well, I'm like eating big things of flour. You, lo- you love it. <laughs> it's the best. And you love it. And the kids love it. And the everybody, I mean, it's just like this. It really is an amazing well, thing. Well, that reminds me of the seasons, mm-hmm. is that we're losing touch with the seasons. And, and this yeah. is fine. We're just... I, I just want you to know, I'm not saying that with any judgment. Like, yeah. oh, look at us and we suck. And we, <laughs> yeah. oh, we, we are. Yeah. Similarly, we lose touch with our food for sure. Yeah. And when you make bread and and you smell it, my, yeah. my therapist, Dr. Gary Penn, always talks about <laughs> <laughs> whose book's available now, who talks about uh, making love, like going out with your wife. Right. Dressing up, you don't have to. Right, your wife is at home. Right, her vagina is there. <laughs> you can un- you can unveil it. Right, no one will stop you. You right. know what I mean? Like you yeah. just like ah, and blah, and and this. I live with my girlfriend. It's the same sort of thing. Yeah, but there's a time, and I, we don't. I don't do it enough. I don't think. Anyway, that's another topic. <laughs> we could do it more. Right, dress up, go, go out, out, order the wine, take it slow. Yeah, let's see the wine list. <laughs> get an appetizer instead of like what we normally do which is like alright I'm gonna get the one guy at the right. table I'm gonna get the spinach artichoke dip for the table cause my blood sugar you know what I mean right. relax and then you're kind of fucking the whole night yes you know what I mean it's romance and then, and then when you go in that's the baking bread mm-hmm. and that's the connection when you're cooking right. life when I'm cooking, life is probably going pretty well. Yeah. I'm like, I want to, I don't just want to put intel into my mouth. Right. And then run on it. Yeah. I want to know where it came from. Yeah, and spend time. But I do, but the other side of it is while I'm home, when I'm home, I like cooking. I like baking. Bread is my thing now, but I, I do like cooking also. <laughs> and uh, going to the supermarket yeah. on a Tuesday around. One thirty is mm-hmm. not good for my mental being. Oh, what? Oh, I thought you were going to say that's a good time. Because it's, it's a bunch of retired people. Ah. It's a bunch of people that aren't working. <laughs> In my head, it's just a bunch of losers running through ah. the carts. And at one point, I mixed up my card. It was my mistake. And I... Saw a guy, I was like, oh, what happened to that guy? He's just so old and he doesn't look happy. I'm like, no, he's a mess. And then two minutes later, I'm pushing his cart and he's tapping me on the shoulder going, "Uh, you made a mistake. 
And I'm like, oh, I'm the same. Yes. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a mess, too. Wow. I can't shop in the middle of the afternoon because I feel like I'm not uh, doing anything. You're doing something. You're feeding people. You're doing all that. But talk about uh, life itself presenting metaphors. We don't need to write that into a story <laughs> right? to go, you're judging this guy if you'll allow. Yeah. You're really, he's reflecting to you what you're afraid you are. So or will become. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you're there. That's the thing. Yeah. Is like I was right. looking at a comedian recently, and I was like, "Look at that friendly guy up there pretending to be friendly." But I bet he's dark, just bleh, barfing <laughs> my shit yeah. onto an empty canvas. Right. I'm not talking to him. I'm not learning. <laughs> I'm not listening. So we always get uh, unrealistically worked up because yeah. you're going like, "Look at these deadbeats," and really you're just saying, "I'm a fucking deadbeat." Yeah. I'm here at one thirty, <laughs> and then your brain fights back, "But I'm a comedian and uh, I have the days off, and I'm better than these people." And then you look down. That's a story that will bring so tears st- to your eyes. You look down. I don't eat Red Baron pizza. <laughs> right. I don't watch with Downey. <laughs> And then it's that guy. It's, it's the guy. guy. I am the guy. You're the guy. Oh, that's why I can't go back. Yeah. I can't do it. <laughs> Get me seamless. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I know. It's scary, especially out here. I don't you But feel- that's the risk. Can I Yeah. Hold uh, all I want to say is that's the risk. Oh, the risk Doing what? things, anything. Uh-huh. Stand up, going to the grocery store. You should cook, okay? Yeah. Guess what? Going to the grocery store, as you've just illustrated, isn't as simple as going to the grocery store. Go and face others. (laughs) Go and introduce impetus into that thing for your spelunking guy from your brain to go in, and he has to interpret that. Am I this guy with his slippers on? (laughs) He's shuffling down the soup aisle. And it's totally where where you're at. Because, like, if... If you have, if you were working on a show and you have a day off and you just go in and that's it, and you're like, oh, I'm just going to shopping, but I, I got, that's right. I got stuff I'm doing. I'd I'm probably, fine. I'd probably just be thinking about how easy it was to park, right? Instead of like, <laughs> who are these deadbeats? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. You're just psyched and yeah. you're going, in, and I'm in between things, so I'm in this kind of vulnerable exactly. moment. So it's like, am I going to become the guy that used to do stand-up and then wrote a screenplay that didn't work and now he's just an overly tan lizard man living in LA walking through the supermarket. The filters between you and the world. Like the slides. Like here are your eyes and there are all these slides in between (laughs) you and what you're looking at. And they're all just... They're, yeah. they're they're painting everything, yeah. but that's that that also goes back to comedy. When people talk about I, this, has been a big trip I've been on lately, which mm-hmm. is like follow your dreams. And then when I experience pain, the pain you're talking about a, a screenplay that didn't sell, right? Hey, pain. So right. guess what? The guy that didn't follow his dreams, not so stupid. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's going. It's a gamble. It's a risk. It couldn't work. It could work. Right. Uh, I choose not to. And when you're choosing not to. You're actually avoiding. It's like I don't. I'll, I'm going to order. Let's do it more simply because okay. that's more complicated. I would tell people to follow their dreams and right. I would say it's worth the risk. Yeah, yeah. But they're not stupid in hesitating uh-huh. because they're forecasting pain, and you are going to experience pain. And I still, you're Tom Papa. You're doing well. Right. You're still experiencing pain. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then that's why you make the scared move of ordering in. I know that sounds right. overly dramatic. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's, it's not. a scared move. Yeah. And we're holding up. You, you used yeah. to be you had to live in Brentwood with a castle wall <laughs> right. to hole up. You can live in apartment 209. That was my apartment. <laughs> 209 and hole up. <laughs> totally. Not see anybody. No, you can completely detach. Shut off. Shut And that's off. scared money. Yeah. You're playing with scared money and you're like, huh, there's not enough. I did it just last night. I'm not teasing anybody. Val was like, let's go get, su- let's go on a sushi date because I'm a nice. little high strung. 
and she's like, let's go on a date. We all, we like eating sushi. And uh, and I was like, or yeah. I was like, hear me out. <laughs> and I, I gave her a green pillow, and I said. <laughs> This pillow, when you're holding it, you have to speak the truth. And she was like, okay. <laughs> That's great. Because Val is so agreeable and sweet that yeah, she will she's great. often just, yeah, yeah. She'll often just kind of see, ha- empathize and sympathize with my position. <laughs> make you happy. And make me happy, yeah. And God love her for that. And I, I, I secretly love that. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, but I give her the pillow course. and I'm like, look, we can go and get sushi. Or we can order sushi, same food. Yeah. And watch back-to-back episodes of The People v. O.J. Simpson, and get and that's what we did. You but did. even though that's fine, yeah. no judgment, scared move, scared play. Yeah, I know. I ordered in sushi last night as well, and... <laughs> we changed to ramen at the last y- thing. You've got... It's in styrofoam. You've yeah. got a styrofoam thing. Yeah. You've got tinfoil holding the roll. You're, it's... Again, metaphor. Yeah. Waste, <laughs> right? It's it's the world telling you a story. You can be scared, but guess what? There's this shit that will never biodegrade. Right. So reap it, and next thing you know, you're the guy in the supermarket, <laughs> and Tom Papa took your cart. It happens like that. Oh, it's, it's all so scary. But then I have these friends that are just like fearless friends, and they I can't stand them. They're my friends. Uh-huh. I, obviously, I can't stand them. But these are people that are like. Hey, connecting and writing an email and, and being like, meet this guy or, or something. Right. And, and you're like, ah, <laughs> ah fewer people. <laughs> Last time out. But you go through that. I, don't you think that's in waves? You're For not sure. You wouldn't be successful if there weren't times when I was fearless. Yeah. But it flares up. Yeah. And then, and this, then sometimes you got to, you know, you kind of cocoon a little bit. Isn't it? I then, wonder. I've been yammering so much, so I'll put it no. to you. What do you think of the idea? I remember when I was first doing stand-up, when you're manic and up, that's when you book the dates. <laughs> you know, that's right. when you say yes to the shows. Yeah. And then when you show up, you're like a completely different guy. And you're <laughs> right. like, why did I say yes to this? <laughs> I know. But you need to throw your hat over the wall when you're feeling invincible. Yeah. And then let future Pete deal with that shit. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I, I, I always talk about that. I, if people like present like a difficult gig, I just say yes. Oh, really? And then deal with whatever it is. Like someone just offered me another. I did, did a corporate gig for this big group, and they liked me, and they want me bring me back um, the following year. Can you? And so the guy sends me an email and says they really love me, want to bring you back. Will it be all, all new material? Will it be? But um, oh my god! And I was like, yeah, I'll take the gig. And I know come next you're putting March a, you're putting a clock on it. Yeah, I've got a big thing. Yeah. I've got a, but I'll deal with it and just kind of yeah take it. You know. Oh, that's great. Yeah, you got to kind of. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, you just you got to. But this, this is how we negotiate and try and uh, cozy up with fear. Mm-hmm. That idea, uh, Liz Gilbert, uh, the author, has something about like when you're trying to be creative or do something. Um, you invite fear in the car. Like, you know fear is in the car, mm-hmm. but it's just the passenger. Right. Like, it's like, you acknowledge, it goes back yeah. to Garland waving at it. Yeah, you know like, it's there. I'm driving. I'm not going to act like you're not here. Right. In fact, <laughs> you you kind of help sometimes. Yeah. The fear of I'm not doing enough or the fear of I'm not going to be able to right. make all my bread. <laughs> Literally have the ingredients <laughs> right. to make bread. <laughs> so, so it's not, it's not necessarily yeah. a bad thing. Do you remember what you were going to say? or Because you were saying in this town? Um, I completely in this town. That's what you what about the fear about uh? When we were talking about the supermarket, I thought the supermarket. Oh, oh, and the detachment from food. 
we were talking about like you when you're connected to cooking. You were like, I love cooking. And we were talking about the seasons and being in touch and the going on a date with your <laughs> wife. And then you were like, when I'm in a supermarket. And then you started saying like, because in this town. Uh, <laughs> in this town, I think you see, I don't know if I was going to say this, but I will say I this. like it. I, you see the ghosts of comedy future. OMG. Lurking around this town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking to a friend of mine last night and we we're, we're both, we both moved from New York at the same time and. You know, you, the endless thing of New York versus L.A. and all that. And he, he said he just came to, you know what? All these things, the differences and the motivation and whatever. He goes, this place is more sad. Mm. It's just more sad. There's more There's people that are just hearts. hanging on. Yeah. And they can't leave, but they're still in the environment where it's all about show business and making it in show business. And you just see these people. He, it's just a sad place. And yeah. I, I was in... Ralph's and a guy came up to me. I had no idea who he was. Yeah, he knew me as a comedian, and it turned out he was a comedian. He was like I don't know, fifteen years older than me. One of these lizard people, like you know, <laughs> just too much sun in L.A. Uh, and just kind of. And he was like, "Do you ever talk to the old guys?" His card is full with raps. Yeah, right. it's Are you a so lizard? <laughs> really so sad. And he's like, "Do you you still talk to the old guys?" Like. Vinny and Bobby and Dina, and I'm realizing he thinks I'm like was like this road guy from the 80s or something like I, totally not but he, he just yeah. he's comedian he's just like hey dude you know let's talk comedy remember comedy remember comedy and I said so I have no idea who he is who's his friends are remember I just said uh, do you do you still do spots you still going out no you know I was a lot and then I wanted to get off the road, and I started to write a little, and then, you know, those jobs kind of, like, you know, dried up, and no. I'm like, oh, jeez. I mean, how I easy. Know. He was, you know what he was? He was a living embodiment of when you go into a comedy club and you see the wall of photos, yeah. and you're like, what happened to all these yeah, guys? Yeah, like, one guy's got a fishnet <laughs> filled with jacks. <laughs> one's like dressed jet. like a priest. <laughs> And you're like, there what happens always- to those people? They're here in L.A. Yeah, walking through the supermarkets. Yeah, yeah. We have a we have a walking tour of of, of, of sad <laughs> yeah. of sad things like that. Yeah. Oh man, it really is it, that uh, that part of of being out here. Like in New York, it just kind of people they'll just you're forced to go do something else. And yeah, you know what I mean. To some degree, I guess. But you mean the cost of living and everything? Just, or just the options of just doing the options, other things? You're like, okay, <laughs> yeah. it's not all show business. Here right, you're right, always right. like driving past a studio and you're always... That, there was that episode of... Uh, uh, yeah, that's right. Right? Take a left at Paramount. Right, it's everywhere. <sighs> so if you quit and decide, I'm not doing this anymore, it's still like hanging over you like an x-ray blanket. really kind of gross about our town where you see... I, I've said this before, but you see like a... I remember driving and I saw a sign for Lopez tonight. So it was a long time ago. Yeah. This is George Lopez. And I was like, Lopez tonight. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's such a weird thing because nowhere but LA do you go. Part of why they're hanging that up is so George will see it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> 100%. A- and people who know George will see it. Yeah. And people who came up with George will see it. Yeah. So it's it's just creating this kinetic energy of like, people are driving by like yeah. nowhere else going, Fuck George Lopez. <laughs> I know. I'll give you an example. Yeah. So I had a talk show on TBS. I took George Lopez's spot. Right. And then Samantha B, who I love and I think her show is phenomenal. Yeah. 
But when I saw the initial signs for it, I was like, that was my spot. And I'm just right. kind of admitting that. Absolutely. And again, not in a supernatural way, but like someone in the car could be like, are you okay? And like, what no, is going on? For sure. Neg- and there's that episode of, of, of Seinfeld <laughs> where Cra- I never liked it. Where Seinfeld goes to L.A. Or Kramer goes to L.A. Yeah, and his roommate or someone in the building is that old starlet, right? That's like Kramer, Kramer. <laughs> I was on Three Stooges or something. Right. And you're like, ah! it's like not funny. It's like legit. Yeah, but I think I mean, scary. But, but here's the cool, the other side of it, and I, I always come to the optimistic side of it. How cool that you are in a place where you're driving down the street. And someone in a major national television show has your spot. You've gotten to a part, to a point in your life where you have a direct. You know this person. You know the executives that put them there. Oh, I agree. You, you know, I and agree. You, and you'll be coming in the back door in another couple of years somewhere sure, else. Sure, sure. How crazy that these people are like your peers and but people I, that you know. Right. That's really, if it, you know, and and this is the thing. If you know people in comedy and stuff where that doesn't emerge that optimism doesn't emerge mm-hmm. they, they just take the oh shit she has my spot that's right and they bury themselves yeah that's, i know i know that's the real trick right i don't have to tell you this uh but i'm going to and it might even be defensive i don't have that animosity i just feel i'm relating with the flare-up yeah i'm with you and every, like yesterday we're writing from home and my, my writer's assistant and friend yoni was there that's his name mm-hmm. and uh i was just gonna say she sounds great uh, <laughs> yoni was uh which is what some people call vaginas that's why i want a yoni like, that's his name yeah like, that's pretty put, great put in the yoni <laughs> uh and, and he was like he just took a moment and he was like how cool is this we're sitting here writing in your house about a time when you were homeless. You know what I mean? Right. Like, which, which didn't literally happen <laughs> yeah. as we're writing it on the show, but he was like, this is amazing. Like, take a minute. And I was like, yeah, thank you, Yoni. Yeah. Thank no, you. thank you, Yoni. You have to do it. You just Yoni'd me with the with the mild and irrational and infrequent Samantha B jealousy when the posters first went up. Yeah. I mean, there's both sides of it. And, you know, it's got to motivate you and keep you going. I remember Nick DiPaolo saying, you know, this is the only, this is the only goddamn business where if I... If you don't, if you lose your job to somebody else, you have to see the guy's face on the side of a bus. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. It's true. Like if you're in insurance, you're not going to see that guy everywhere you go. You're not going to be out with your wife driving in the Lincoln Tunnel and just see his face and up Google on the their salary or or just yeah. have it reported. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like totally. Variety is is or, and other publications like it are just like Tom Papa sells a screenplay. <laughs> right. So here I am, a guy trying to sell a screenplay, and I'm like Tom Papa just made, and you know what the fee probably. Yeah, it's a crazy. It's so crazy. Do do you have? Do you read like Hollywood Reporter or any of that stuff or Deadline or any of that stuff? No. Yeah, I get for some reason. I think because I, when I had a show or something, I got Hollywood Reporter was like given to me. So I still Mm. get the online. It comes in the email. Mm. So every morning it says the Daily Reporter or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny how. It's it's like this with politics too. Like sometimes I won't watch the news for months just because I'm so aggravated with it all. And it's the same thing with the, yeah. the Hollywood Reporter. It's like it's really like a uh, an indicator of how emotionally strong I am that day. Like yeah, let's see who's doing what and who got yeah. what. Oh, good for him. He's got wow that movie really solid. And then the other days you're like I can't even look at it. That's right. <laughs> I don't want to see Show- what Jonah Hill's doing now. Show- <laughs> Showbiz people have double Facebook. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think uh, non, non-showbiz people right. 
can be like, oh, fucking Dial. His name's Dial. Dial's Dial got married? Right. He's in Italy? (laughs) Screw that guy. Where's he get off? Why is Dial by the Parthenon? Yeah, why does he get to see the Parthenon? I'm at, uh, when, I, when I worked with Artie, always when he needed a, a, a comedy club, it'd say Boca Nuts. Boca Nuts. Like in Boca Raton. I, I had never heard of it. He's like, I'm in Boca Nuts. I thought that was so, so funny. Boca Nuts is great. I just had to write something in a show and uh, they needed a, a stand up. Oh, the guy said Hyenas, which it turns out is, that, is a real club. Yeah, in, in you can't Texas. riff a fake one. I said Chuckle Den. Chuckle Den. I think that one's cleared. Safe. Yeah, I think it's clear. <laughs> Did you really just write a screenplay that didn't sell? No. Oh. No, I've but never I've something. never tried to sell a screenplay. I've written on screenplays, but I never I'm writing for um my friend runs Red Oaks, that show on Amazon about the 1980s uh, country club thing. Paul Reiser's in it and then Richard Kind and <laughs> this is our whole life now, isn't yeah, it? It's yeah, completely yeah, yeah, like, yeah. have you seen? Yeah. No, you haven't so seen. So many shows. So Somebody just last night got real. It was Yoni. Got it, mad at you? Double name check. Yoni was like, you got to watch Man Seeking Woman. You'll love it. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I would. Were there time? <laughs> right. I, I, th- these are like jobs now. Total jobs. I am already on three jobs. <laughs> I know. I got to keep up with OJ. I got to yeah. keep up. I can't even remember that. What uh, I'm making a murderer ruined two weeks of my life. That was a that was a steady gig. I was literally <laughs> like leaning on the couch at two in the morning. My wife's like, "Let what? Let it roll." Yeah. Uh, no. The kids are going to be up soon. We got to go to bed. Come on, one more. We're having dinner with the Haskells tomorrow. They're going to ask about That's it. That's funny. They're going to ask. They're going to quiz you. <laughs> right. You need to know this shit. We got to be up. Do you think uh, old Stevie Ave? This isn't that type of podcast, but do you think Stevie Ave's maybe did it? Yeah. 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 He's it's not good. He's a bad guy. The you know they manipulated that documentary. Heavy. Yeah. So it's kind of like they really tricked us. The DNA. They were definitely corrupt people involved, and there was for dirty sure. stuff for but you sure. Know the, the prosecution said it, or the defense said it. They, I forget who said it, but they were like, yeah. "We're not saying they framed him out of nowhere. They thought he did it, and therefore they framed him." Right? You know what I mean, I know. And it turns out he was a really bad guy in town, yeah. beating up like his fiance. He was beating her up, and well, stuff. it opened with the story of him running out with a shotgun. Yes, to, the yeah, to that other girl. Yeah. But that was the thing about the documentary that was kind of foul. Like, this sweet fiancé who was like... Oh, and then I, did you see her come out? Yeah, then she came out and said... Yeah. You, she came out and was like, he would threaten my life. Yeah, and he beat me up a bunch of times. He would say I could kill you and no one would believe me. Why was that in the documentary? Yeah, yeah. And why, what, the one thing that I think yeah. they absolutely should have put in the documentary was that his DNA was under the latch of the hood of the car. Right. Something, I forget even the details. Yeah, like, like from a sweat Only or the killer would have known to open the thing, to do the thing. I yeah. forget what it was, but yeah. I was like, well, that's pretty. And then there's poor Brendan, though. And then people are like, but there's more on him, too. I'm like, Jesus, fuck. Yeah, and, you know. I hate Poor little guy, but it's, you know, he's probably better off in a place where he can just kind of hang out. Uh, (laughs) What's he going to do in the world? Terrible. My favorite part of the whole thing. (laughs) Terrible. We can't move on from that. We're not going to let you glaze past that. He's better off. He's better off. That's crazy. He's a mess. That's crazy. He couldn't do anything. Yeah. My favorite part of that whole thing was watching his mom make dinner well i don't remember she would just have this like pot you know that <laughs> and she just like the awful like filled with like meat and dogs and just <laughs> stirring and putting cheese on top of it i loved watching her make the meals 
There was I only know. two or three of them. Whenever you saw anything that was like uh, in their private space like that, like oh food God. is such a private. I, I, it's such a sensitive thing for me. Like it would probably break my heart if I saw what you're describing—the cheese dump on some sort of <laughs> oh, dog yeah. leg. I'm just like, this isn't good. No, that I, whole thing. That whole sad. thing. That whole thing was sad. Yeah, the whole and, thing was sad. And it really. And it remi- made me think. It made me think of like how how hard it is for people to die. Like these people have nothing. Yes. And they just keep going. Yeah. They just going. Wa- they've got no brains. They didn't know the uh, basic words. Yeah. And they're just putting on their pants and walking down to the court. Yeah. And, like, looking at each other. Well, you know what? Like, you, this you, is something Val and I talked about. It seemed to be getting worse too. Yeah. It's like the dad, Steve Avery's dad, yeah. had like something about him that he was a little bit more intelligent uh-huh. than the next generation. Like it seemed <laughs> right? to be getting yeah. <laughs> Worse. The Netflix of it. I don't know. I don't think they have Netflix. But whatever it was, it wasn't getting better. It no. seemed to be deteriorating each gener. I feel like he was looking at it and being like, oh, boy. Yeah, I can't quite call it. But I got the feeling that the parents were better than the kids and the kids were worse and the kids, yeah. the kids were worse. It was getting worse and worse. Was- well, there's probably a little inbreeding going on. Oh, boy. You know, that, that's what makes it so... Like that's another good horror movie, right? Yeah. Isn't isn't like a, a Frankenstein? Oh, of course, these are all metaphors too—a Frankenstein or a, or a wolf man coming yeah. at us. But the idea that you, mm-hmm. without education, support, mm-hmm. uh, basic needs met, and all that sort of stuff. But most importantly, education—like just no learning. Yeah, no schooling. You could have been a real rube. You, yeah, your sure. your body, your brain, rube. Just yeah, don't show me a book. No books, and here's some uh, drugs or whatever it could be. I, I tend to think you're wrong about that. Isn't that funny? I don't think you're right. I know. I hear you, but I think I am right. No. Baby Tom Pop, you think genetics? Yeah. You do? I do. I think Woo! genetically- I think that's so interesting. I'm so superior <laughs> to most people. <laughs> and I- but don't you think that that feeds in? Which I love your transparency, and I, I, I'm, it resonates with me because if we're being fully honest, yeah. you're watching, going, I would have done better. This is this is feeding into yeah. every part of it. It's feeding into jurors. It's feeding into people that are just observing the show, yeah. going. We have a, a bias going, <laughs> yes. they could have done better. I would have done better. <laughs> right. On a diet of only Cheez-Its and menthol cigarettes, you think you would have been like, hey, this is bullshit. I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy mutual funds. <laughs> like, I just don't know. I don't know if you get up to mutual funds. <laughs> but I would have got a bus pass. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a trip somewhere else. So funny. Well, yeah. I, I'm interested. In I think, yeah, I don't think there's some bad chemicals going on in that family. I think that there's, I think like what you're saying of them getting worse. Yeah. I think that's, I don't but think that, that's just schooling. That's a good horror film too. The <laughs> idea that we're stuck in these things yeah. and, and we can bring it to us. It's I see traits. Mm-hmm. I just, before you came in, said something to Katie that was exactly like my brother. And I love my brother. But I've always thought that we're pretty different. Yeah. And I was like, there it is. Yeah. You know, it follows. Like, yeah. there's my dad. There's my mom. It's all uh-huh. in us. There's Boston. It's all in us. Don't you feel it's almost Shakespearean? Like, it is. Like that it's just waiting to come out. This is, well, you know, I always feel bad quoting Seinfeld, but I want you to know, because I know your friends, I want you to know I quote Seinfeld and do his voice almost <laughs> <Right>. incessantly <laughs> just for fun. <laughs> but he talks about in Comedian, a movie you read. Yeah. He goes like, 
you think you've moved on and then you play governors in Long Island and you look at everyone that you think you'll never be but know secretly you will yeah. one day, like they're in you. Yeah. That's why you watch a movie like It Follows and you're scared. Yeah. is because there is something chasing you. There's For something sure. chasing you. There's a guy from Jersey. There's a guy from Jersey. Yes. There's a Tom Papa that still lives in Jersey. Yes. In really bad jeans. That's right. And shopping at the Stop and Shop. That's right. And he's not making bread. That's right. He's buying a loaf of Wonder. Pepperidge Farm, and- if it's fancy. <laughs> yeah. For the holidays, you might up- get a double-wrapped bread. <laughs> Grilling up some steakums. Yep. And just sitting on his porch, for sure. Frightening. I, yeah. And no, and nobody, my therapist and I uncovered, Dr. European, uncovered this too. I'm so obsessed with cleansing. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of green juices. Mm-hmm. I just bought a sauna because I'm an asshole. You can buy like Ooh, a freestanding sauna. Really? Highly recommend. Wow. I love it more than anything. And it's all about like, de- I'm like detoxifying and purifying and stuff. And, and my therapist is like, Pete, I think that's a, like a, an extension of you trying to like, again, I love my family. I even love where I'm from. But you're trying to be like, look. I'm the new thing. Yes. I have cleansed. I've had so much kale. But it's I not no a... longer care about the Bruins. <laughs> but it's not a small thing because what you're doing is evolving. I hear that. It's both. It's both. It's the middle way. On one hand, it's like, oh, that's silly. Look at him try. And on the other hand, yes, we've cleaned out well, some closets. You ever come home and you, you're wearing something or you say something and you just get a look from your dad like, Yes. Who the hell does this guy think he is? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> what are the what are the I have the inner dad do it. I'll do it to myself. Oh yeah? I'll say something like, Oh, if I don't get home, I'm not gonna have time to sweat before bed. <laughs> and then I'm like, who the fuck is this? Val, there are no cucumbers. I wanted to make a cucumber juice. Who the fuck is this guy? And then on the other hand, I love that guy. That's a great guy. Great guy. That's a great guy. He's doing good things. He's he's treading lightly on the planet. He's doing good things. That's that's a good guy. No styrofoam on those cukes. <laughs> None. I'll tell you that right now. What are the two traits that you in the Shakespearean tragedy that is yeah. your life? Yeah. What are let's just pick two. Yep. Uh what are the two traits from this this Holmes family that's haunting me and following that you think you want to avoid the most. It's so funny because as I say them, I feel like people that listen to this podcast who do genuinely know me very well will probably see them. They'll know. They'll go, well, he's losing the battle. That <laughs> Interesting. A bit of a blowhard who doesn't listen. Uh-huh. Who's just a, just like, blah, blah, blah. I'm even doing it to you. I haven't right. done a podcast. You're not. This is a conversation. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> I touch your shoulder. Uh, and the other one is just like an inward, stuck-in-his-head guy that has only had no heart and just sort of like alone, like an isolated alone. A, an ice that's which some other homes have. Yeah, that scary right. feeling of like, what? Where are you in there? And uh-huh. it's just kind of like, and you don't know. Like right. that's why I'm trying to be out. What an interesting thing. Connect. It's too. It, they're kind of conflicting because it's they are. the blowhard. Yeah, it's total opposite of that guy in his cave. I know, but the lonely guy, the guy. With a lot of people that is secretly just thinking, on Tuesday I got a fucking call. I got to call Gene. Gene's got to get down to the mulch yard. He's got to shovel the mulch for four hours. And like, and then yeah. that's when it's good. And then other mm-hmm. times it's just like my sister. She got a haircut. <laughs> it's just like whoa, whoa, you're trapped. You can't escape your brain. That's another yeah. one that I'm afraid of. What but are it's yours? Interesting. Um. Mine 
what I've seen in the in the Papa clan is they get to a certain age, they get like when they get older they get lazier. Mm. They get really kind of lazy and don't want to don't want to can I work, don't yeah. want to go out on the weekend because of the crowds. You're killing it. You know what I mean? Don't want to... Uh, You're talking about everyone. Don't want to go to the fireworks because there's going to be a bunch of people there and you're never going to be able to park. Will you high-five <laughs> me, please? It's not ironic. That's real. <laughs> That's it. You, you're giving that me one? One, the ones like, let's leave before the Tom Petty plays free fall. <laughs> right. Because we'll Get out of the, the parking lot. Right, exactly. We're going to leave in the, in the fifth Haunting. inning. Hunting. I just yeah. told a story of saying let's order sushi instead of going out. That's it. Right. That's I know. It. I know. I really I'm fighting that chips. one. I am fighting that one. Yes. We go to this we go to the Jersey Shore every year. We go to uh, Long Beach Island, which is this beautiful like family kind of beach community mm-hmm. and um we go in there my whole life. My grandparents had a house there and you know, modest but always sure. b- b- paradise. They have the fireworks every 4th of July. They have these fireworks 4th of July. Every 4th of July, there's fireworks. Mm. And my father is not going to go down, drive down to Beach Haven and go watch a goddamn fireworks. We're not going to be able to park. Where are we going to yeah. sit? Where are we going to? There's going to the whole island's going down there. Look, you can see the fireworks. If you look through the houses, <laughs> five miles down there, you can see a couple fireworks. Oh. And for years, we did that. We just stood there, and as a child, we never went to the fireworks. Yes. I am a father. I've got kids. I've got a bunch of nieces and nephews who all mm-hmm. go down for 4th of July. And I broke the chain, and I'm like, get in the van, guys. We're going to the fireworks. Like, we're going to the fireworks. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, this is going to be a shitstorm. There's going to be traffic. But I'm just outwardly saying, we're going to the fireworks. We're going who to the fireworks. Who are these people? Special people? Do you think these right. these are people that know traffic patterns? <laughs> right, exactly. They're people. They're just people. We get the lawn chairs. We put them in the minivan. We, we're we're caravaning two You cars. are as capable. We get there. It's fine. No traffic. There's lots of room. Set up your chair. Yes. Fireworks are right on top of us. Oh, but getting home, that's going to be a bitch. No. Fine. They just home in like five minutes. Mm. My whole life not yes. going to the goddamn fireworks because of the fear of going anywhere. Don't fear the fireworks. So I, I'm pretty good with that one. I'm, but it also goes to like a work thing also, that kind of um, laziness kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, you know, the papas, I, there's like a whole bunch of them. They... They don't like to work that hard. They mm-hmm. all kind of like to kick back and they atrophy. <laughs> well, that doesn't <laughs> so, seem like you. No, I don't think so. But, I, I, but I'm I aware actually, of it. Look, I I'm aware of that Shakespearean thing. You're an operator. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> an I was just so happy to see. I just kind of like <laughs> being around people that are like, hey, I'm Tom. You're not going to come in like drunk and mean. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, even at the cellar, like uh, you'll, you'll eat some hummus or something. And it's just like, oh, that was fine. <laughs> right. Like it's like a low risk person. Tom <laughs> knows. How to play ball, he will be cordial. It's kind of like you were saying about, like, don't complain on Yelp. It's like, yeah. Tom's not going to complain on Yelp. <laughs> right. These are people that, you, like, that, you're, that you're drawn towards. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I know I'm going back to an old topic, yeah. but like, I'm not really into the ranting, especially online, even if you have a point of being like, fuck this shit in the system. And I'm just kind of oh. like, what happened to the old school, like, yeah, you say that in a in a in a in a corner leather booth, right. With your good friend, I and know. you're like, "This is some horse shit." I know. But then there's also kind of like a snob in me that's like, "You shouldn't have such human emotions publicly." No, but, <laughs> but that's venting. That's my it's, bullshit. No, but there's like this. There is that that venting. It, just talking about politics. You didn't 
talk about politics. Yeah. There was a genera- generations where that Religion, was, politics. Yeah. yeah. And it made for nice, you know, now it's like everybody spews their shit. Yeah. And it be- makes it difficult to hang out with some people. I agree. I, I don't agree. I don't like that either. Um my mm. my other one Oh, I love I'll give these. you my second one. Um it's that part that the cocooning Oh, the other part is um being emotionally uh just being emotionally walled off to the people. I, I have a hard time being really Thomas. intimate with the people, like the closest people to me. Hit it again. <laughs> <laughs> You're just killing it. This is the real work. This is the work. This is what people should be talking yeah. about. I'm so tired of not talking about stuff like this. I know exactly it's much better than talking what you about mean. Trump. <laughs> exactly. Where are the posts? I go on Facebook. It's all Trump. 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 Bernie. Trump. 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 How about I'm I'm ignoring my family at dinner. How do we ward off the real goddamn werewolf that's after you? That's telling you to hold off. Is the werewolf old age? I think the werewolf is more like your animal nature, like your your id. Your no, I mean the what's stalking us. These things that we're talking about from the Holmes family and the Papa clan. That's another one. Are they old age and death is chasing everyone, and that's that's making people a little bit tense for sure, right? But um, because those are tense things, aren't they? Absolutely, they're the result of tension, and that's the. I mean, we don't have to assign monsters, but I would say that's yeah. the zombie. That's all of them. <laughs> all of the monsters are trying to kill you, right? So that's like a given, right? <laughs> Except Frankenstein, who I feel like if he got you, wouldn't he just kind of like slap you with like oaf slaps? <laughs> I don't feel like, how's he going to kill you? Accidentally. Yeah. Just, <laughs> That's how he would kill you, is to knock over some lightning yeah, bolt machine. He didn't want to kill that girl by the well. No. Oh, man. Funny. I saw, I was, on, I was on the uh, exercise bike this morning. Yes. I'm going to write emotionally walled off, walled I, off so okay. we won't forget. And uh, I just saw a scene, I, I was just kind of warming up on it for 10 minutes, and uh, Young Frankenstein was on. Ooh. Oh, my God. When they're doing the, when they're, Back in New York, and they're doing the uh, the uh, putting on the Ritz. Yes, Gene Wilder dancing around. Yes, do you know? This? Do you, are you? I, I was then? just talking about how they made it into a musical and stuff. No, I mean, didn't they make it into a musical? They did, they yeah. did. But in the actual movie, yes, they go. He's showing off Frankenstein on stage, and Peter Boyle's there as Frankenstein. They're both in top hats and tuxedos, and they're dun 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 dun, dun, dun putting on the Ritz, and they would go to Peter Boyle. <laughs> And, uh, where fashion sits. That's fantastic. So damn funny. And I haven't seen it. That's what I was trying to not admit. I haven't seen it. Young Frankenstein? I haven't seen it. Never saw it. You could, yeah, you could really embarrass me. I'm always trying to steer people away from quizzing me on comedy classics. Yeah. Like I was, uh, old, just, old Judd Apatow was like, you've never seen Life of Brian? I watched it. Right. But I was like, yeah, I just never saw it. Wow. He was like, and you'll get the Bible references? Like, what are you doing? Like, that movie's made for you. He's like, yeah. there's nothing funnier. <laughs> oh, my God. Young Frankenstein is... Uh, Great. Oh, my God. Gene Wilder just... Kills at it. his best. Yeah. Oh, my and God. I'll write it down. Write it down. Young Frank. It's better than watching... your. What did what, your friend say? Girl uh, Meets World or... Boy, Man Seeking man, Order. Man has what? Man has orgasm. <laughs> we watch uh, Young Frankenstein. The emotionally walled off thing, though? Yes. I do want to say... And I don't even think I'm disparaging my father. I'm always... Uh, 
careful when I speak about my dad. <laughs> Does he listen to the podcast? No, but like there's just like an old school Boston respect and fear I have for him. Yeah, I'm I, like, I, it's my dad. Please don't attack me. He never would. He's a sweet, he's a lamb. Then he Did he spank me. you when you were little? Yeah, there was spanking. Yeah. Yeah. Do you spank your kids? No. Yeah. Violence no. begetting violence and all that. It, yeah. It's just odd to whack something that you made. I envy those fathers <laughs> totally. I envy those fathers sometimes Get with, over their, here, with their uh their detachment. Yeah. Um be, you know, because we are kind of a little too as parents are a little too into every aspect of it. and I do yeah. respect like you know, you live your life, I'm living my life and but then they lose me at hitting you. Yeah. And you know spanking it's just it's just rage it always comes out of rage and they spank right. you and you know right. it's always like it's not abusive by any means but it, mentally you carry around now we're men and you're still careful talking about these dudes yeah. because a part of it is yeah. they can beat you up yeah <laughs> I I figured out I could run I would run you would run yeah, I'd run and then they'd cool down and they wouldn't spank me Val's parents That's I don't really think she'd smart. mind me saying they did spank her but it was always like never in the heat of the moment. It was always like, I just want you to know, uh, when we get home in a few hours, I'm going to spank you for what you did. Interesting. And it was ne- it was always done dispassionately. Which wow. if you're going to spank, I-, I think that's a good spank right there. Yeah. If you're going to spank. If you're going to spank. I but don't, you I shouldn't spank. I, I don't the like I- spank. The idea of <laughs> hitting my girls is so... Strange. Insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Insane. Yeah, yeah. It really is like, there's never been, they're now like 10 and 13, and there's no part... Of their life so far that they've done anything that would have warranted me like yeah. slugging them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, that's getting better. That's the opposite of the Avery thing. Is is the generations are improving? Were you spanked? right? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Here we are breaking chains. That's the yeah. real work. Go to the fireworks. Don't hit your kids. <laughs> Where are we getting right. this? That's what makes humanity. That's what gives me hope. Is like here are these streams of water. Right. They're ancient, and we're hitting. <laughs> so your dad spanked you. My dad spanked me. That means my grandfather probably like <laughs> threatened right. my dad with a yeah. chainsaw. You know, what right? I mean? Hit him with a bat. Yeah, exactly. And then the guy, my grandfather's father was probably like like lighting his room on fire and going, <laughs> "You figure it out, right, Mister? I eat dad's cookie. <laughs> right. You're sleeping outside tonight. Exactly. I know. So, but then at some point, this weird murky river finds a new stream that cleans it out mm-hmm. and it washes over rocks and we get some clean water out of it some, some evolving yeah it's huge is it because we're comedians and you're just constantly evaluating yourself and you're very self-aware i will say it's it's one of those unexamined life sort of things yeah where i'm like that's I, like okay so you were talking about the weed smoke and i do enjoy weed smoke there's nothing i don't smoke very often uh-huh but when I do, it almost hits me instantly, and I go, oh, everything that I cared about, I don't care about, and I'm just like, I'm a very silly, yeah. high person. Yeah. I do a lot of dancing. <laughs> right. I become a child. I'll put a blanket over my head, and I'll do a show. <laughs> right. It's because I'm very comfortable with Val, too. <laughs> right. But, like, so I, I do love it. But I notice, like, I'm not fully on board because, like, I'll watch a movie, and I realize the way that I appreciate a movie, for example, mm-hmm. is often – Analyzing it, like thinking about it, right? Going, sure, that's good, right? That's nice. Yeah. If you get high and you're just in that childish place, I, I don't feel like I'm enjoying it as much as I would have if I was sober. Oh, really? It kind of detra- detracts. Now, why did I tell you that? There, we were talking about. I don't know. I, I was wondering because yeah. I don't remember bringing up weed. We were talking, but what was the topic that we were just talking about before that? Uh, the spanking and the evolving and the self-examination. Walled off life. from and your. 
And the examining thing. Uh-huh. I, and I think. Being self aware. So I worry that stoned Pete wouldn't. That, well, that's not true. I, I think there is a great value in keeping some of your brain active and doing the work and going, well, why won't I hit my child? Instead of always mm. being in the. Although the stoners don't hit their kids. <laughs> <laughs> It's so, so funny. I knew to bail on this. I was like, I literally I'm was bailing. Thinking, he's just going to keep talking until he finds what he's. Nope, he, but bailed. he really has no bailed. point. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you go into yeah. the woods. You nope. left the road. You're in the woods. You're like, if I just keep driving, I'll get back. Yeah. On the road. <laughs> and it usually works. <laughs> yeah, Not totally. Four times out of seven, it works. <laughs> but we just get it off. No, I feel like as comedians, uh, with the thing about like. Uh, being walled off and not oh. being walled off and with your like yeah. people really close to you. I have like some friends who they're very sincere when they like talk to their wife. They're like very sincere and talk about, well, let's talk about this. Mm. And they really talk about emotional things and, mm-hmm. and very like, there's no joke at the end of it. They just stay in it and they just ride. And I do not do that. Interesting. I was going to say, I thought you did that. You don't do that? No. There's a lot of bits and stuff. <laughs> it's my whole, yeah, it's to, it's total, we're not really going to fight about that, right? Because it's interesting, silly and stupid. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't, uh, and I. I, I want to see if I understand yeah. what you're saying. So if, like if Valerie and I have a, uh, well, I, I hate being one of these couples. We don't really argue, but if I'm being we grumpy, mm-hmm. there you go. So we don't fight. We're just a non-fighting couple. Yeah. It's not better or worse, but we're not yeah. one of those non-fighting couples that don't communicate. Right. So if I'm grumpy, I will be the kind of person that goes like, well, I this happened. The car wouldn't start, but it really reminded me of fake thing when my dad couldn't get the car to start, and that scared me. <laughs> like very, very uh, postmodern. You'll whatever say you this out loud? Yeah, I'll be like, it reminded me of that scared little feeling I had when I was a kid, and my dad would... Uh, this is all fake, but yeah. would yell. And, right. And that's why I think I'm overreacting. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, sure. That's pretty good. Untrained riffing off the dome. Nice. But you don't do that? No. You don't feel the need to do it, though? I don't, I guess. I, meaning you're doing fine without that manure. <laughs> I feel like I'm doing fine, but I feel like I don't want to become my dad's like a great guy. But it, uh, like a wall of granite. Wall, yeah, walled off. You know, just like, you know. And uh, I always feel like, you know, I'm silly around the house and I communicate with the kids and all that stuff. But I think as far as like, and we have a really good relationship, my wife and I, but it's not, uh, I just, I don't know. I just see people who are like real mm. and really like talk through things like that. And I just uh, don't. Let, let me know. I think the key word that you just said there was silly. And I, I think yeah. silliness is such a... Ben Folds, the musician, does uh-huh. this, and we talked at length about silliness. Uh-huh. And a silly dad or a silly partner, yeah. is there anything better? Because the the walled-off quality and what I was going to say about my dad that I was like, I, I hope I'm not offending him. But <laughs> yeah. I, I, I say this to him. That's why it's not a secret. Yeah. Really, is like he, I think sometimes he gets lost in the role of dad when I'm uh-huh. always trying to be like, we can stop playing the roles and just be too – this is very hippie, but yeah. just, let's just be two beings. Just talk to mm. me. What are you afraid of? You don't have to be invincible, yeah. and you don't have to always be right. Tell me about this and this and this. Tell yeah. me about your failures. Tell me about Does your... He? And he doesn't really. He yeah. really likes or seems to enjoy being a dad, capital yeah. D dad, and it's like, no, I, I'm invincible, and I'm your dad, and I like right. winning, and I like hearing stories about you winning, Yeah, and that's what we'll do, and that's fine. That's good. Every once in a while, he opens up. 
But uh, what was the other thing? Silliness. Silliness. If you can be silly, even in the midst of your role of dad, because yeah. you, with your daughters, are improvising the role of dad. Nobody right. told you how to be a dad. No. But you kind of base it on your dad and other dads and TV dads. Yeah. <laughs> and you know that you have to keep them from danger, and you have to feed them, and you have to bake them bread. <laughs> right. And But if you can keep the lightness uh-huh. in the relationship and the fatherness, you're all the while broadcasting, kind of what you were saying earlier – are we really fighting about this? Like, what? Right. Nothing is going on. It's like right. Sarah Silverman's thing, we're all just molecules. Right. Thing. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's just a, I'm a mass of energy. Right. But I've convinced myself so fully that I'm this thing called dad. <laughs> right. And I told you to go to bed at 10. This number that we made up based on an object moving around <laughs> another object. But if you can be silly in the midst of that, yeah. that's the lesson. So much better than sincere. Yes! So much better than sincere. Give me the shot of silly. <laughs> yeah. That's the good shit. I'm sticking with that. But it's profound. It's good. Yeah. That's comedy. I, I, I've always spoken out in defense. I used to think dick jokes were so stupid. I'm like, it's good. Selling it. People are serious yeah. about their dicks. <laughs> There's people looking at their little dicks going, oh, I'm nothing. There's guys with big old dicks going, like, I'm the chief. You know what I'm saying? And when you tease it and you open the silly window. Yeah. We all just go like, oh, it's all baloney. Right, it's right. It's all baloney. <laughs> Even in the middle of parenting, yeah, you can be silly. Yeah. Does that feel right? It does, totally. And I think there is, I think your dad's thing of like being the dad and staying the dad, <coughs> there's there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, you know, I like, agree. It's like, that's his role. I don't want my dad to all of a sudden start like, I wanted to, I don't know if this could be a joke. I, was, I wrote it down to be a joke, but I haven't tried it. Mm. That... Everybody, like, these people who say, like, my dad's my best friend. Mm. My dad's my best friend. Yes. Well, you should be better at making friends. Ah. Every, we, ah. all, we all get a dad. There's nothing better than we, what you just said. We all get a dad. This Go is... out and be with people your own age and make some, be a social person ah. and make some friends. What do you mean your dad's your best friend? Ah. You're a weirdo. <laughs> Tom... Ripped from my own brain. I, I, I have that written down somewhere as well. Just the same sort yeah. of like, I think it was more like the weirdo angle. Like uh-huh. I, I had a girlfriend and uh, we went out with her uncle. And uh, so that guy's a dad and his son was probably 20. <laughs> yeah. And at one point, like put him in a noogie, gave him, gave his dad a noogie. And I was right. just like, it just fucking weirds me out to see close families like, yeah. in that way. <laughs> right. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. You're supposed to kind of like get what you need and then yeah. check with them every Sunday. <laughs> right. Like, like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, that's just, that's just that's a different way, way to go about it. Yeah. I know. I knew a family who the dad kissed everyone on the lips. We were a lip, and then we stopped. Yeah, but yeah I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Let's make fun. It's yeah. weird. It's weird. Especially when the guy's, the father's 60 and the the kid's 30. Yeah. Yeah, He's yeah, still yeah. kissing on the lips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a funny thing. I mean, it's whatever, but my family was not that at all. Yeah. We just started, my mother just started saying I love you, and she says goodbye on the phone. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and my father has said it a couple times. My father is, is as granite-filled as he is. He has tried to, you know, open up a little bit here and there. But you know what? He's not comfortable with it. I'm not comfortable seeing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Stay the stay the rock. Yeah. And he's a good guy, funny guy. You know, he's fun to be around, whatever. But, you know, a little Close, too intense. Closer with the mom, then? Were you closer with the mom? Yeah. Uh, my mom's funny. Mm. My mom's really funny. Her father was the funny one. 
Like that grandfather was that guy could tell stories. He was like legit. He funny. was the legit funny. Like oh. when I look at the family, there's only a couple spots of funny, and he's <laughs> really funny. My mother could do a lot of voices. She was really funny. My father not funny. Isn't that the recipe? There? But my father was. We I was in sports and stuff, and he was coaching, and that was our connection. Hmm. And he's a biker. He rides motorcycles, and for a while, I was I had a bike for a while, and after sports, that's how we would stay connected. On the bike. On the bikes. Yeah. Really? And then uh, I gave it up because I didn't want uh, to limp on stage <laughs> uh, <laughs> eventually. Instead of giving yeah. up our head-cracking activities, yeah. we invented the helmet. <laughs> right. That's a Seinfeld joke. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> yeah. He's like, instead of just stopping <laughs> doing the things <laughs> right. that were cracking our heads, <laughs> we helmet. made the helmet. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so the line I believe is now we can keep up our head cracking lifestyle. <laughs> Man, I was with him in um last week. Jerome. Jerome asked me to open for him at the Beacon. Tom, open. I got a thing at the Beacon. Twelve, 12 <laughs> shows. One one a month sells sold them out in thirty minutes. Oh my gosh. Crazy. Huge. Huge. What's he pulled down for that? I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> they're not cheap tickets. They're the most expensive comedy tickets you can get. Is it? For sure. Can you please tell me that he's not going to cause... There's no rumors of him cause being... As, I just can't take another one. No. He's not... There's he's no not, way. He's not a scumbag. Dialed in. Yeah. A... It's just... You're just treats life like Treats life like a science project. Mm. And you do these certain things and do them correctly and you will benefit from a healthy life. Mm-hmm. And that's really how I check in with him all the time just to get adjusted in my own head. Because he's so regimented, not in a bad way, but like, yeah. Tom, you do this, you eat the banana, you get the potassium. You sit down with your pad, you write the jokes, you have the, it goes in your act. Yeah. That will feed you for years. Yeah. Do the work. Yeah. Go and do the work. Just haul your ass in. Your wife needs to be told that she, you love her. Tell her you love her. Even if you don't feel it in the moment, she'll be happier. Your home life is better. <laughs> That's the way he, with a myriad of any other part of your life. It's like talking got, to Microsoft. Yeah. He's got to solve <laughs> yeah. for everything. You'll be like, my diet, my hair, yeah. my clothes, yeah. sneakers, what I, my free time. A friend time. of mine was a, a writer's assistant for him. It might have been for the marriage drive. I don't know. Did you work with Jamie Lee? Yes, you yeah. know, that's so funny. I literally just saw a picture of her last night on the Comedy Central, like you know, they do the joke of the day or yes. whatever. And they had a Jamie Jamie up there and she's fun? just killing it. And yeah. it was on the marriage ref. She was this little Yeah. Just this little scared bunny in there. Yeah. But I loved her immediately. Yeah. And it was, she was terrified. We we were very was, close at the time. Oh, she really? Was, she was terrified. She yeah. was terrified. Yeah. And he, that is the hardest job is well, to be a writer's assistant. For Seinfeld? For Seinfeld. Well, I have to imagine a guy oh. that is Microsoft. Oh, my God. I mean, literally, like, you know, she's typing away and it's on the monitor. Yeah. And she's keeping up. And, uh, She's just, you know, blazing through. We say the joke is, you know, and then they walked into the comic book store and they fell down. Comma. Yeah. Comma. Yeah. <sighs> Comma. Yeah. And she's just yeah. like. The one that looking, Jamie and I do. Where is it? I don't know where. Oh, oh, oh he doesn't comma. even say where to put it. Just not, just like missed Comma. Got a. It's capital. Yeah. It's capital. Oh, and you just sit there like the one that we that we do <laughs> is uh she didn't put a question mark at the end of a question and he went, Questions have question marks. Who, what, where, oh. when, why, 
how? And he was like giving her examples. My stomach's getting tight because I was there. <laughs> examples of questions. <laughs> I was there. How long did she last? A couple weeks? But she made it a couple weeks and, and then her agent or whoever who got it for her was like, you should know that that's long. Like yeah. you made it longer than other ones. One, we went through a bunch. Yeah. A couple were like a day. And uh, someone ended up being around for a while. Yeah. Um, but man, that was rough. But just seeing little <laughs> Jamie, and I was, it was so great because she was just really starting stand-up at the time, right? Yeah, I mean, she, that, she was in it a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty brand new. Yeah, yeah. And to see how she's really But I was obsessed with what Seinfeld. Oh, yeah, she's great. Yeah. She's writing on, on my show. Oh, um, that's great. I was uh, obsessed with what Seinfeld ate. I was like, what does he eat? And I was like... <sighs> And she was like, he eats all these protein shakes. And I was like, get me one of the wrappers. Yeah. And she did. I was surprised that it was a whey-based protein. Not clean. Yeah. Who wants milk curd protein? <laughs> get no, me those, What were those called? They were called uh, something with an E. Yeah. Not extreme. I. It was something. Dude, I'm telling you. But I was surprised because I was like, he's a billionaire. I figured he'd be eating some sort of premium. I know he might not be a billionaire, but some premium, like, magic shake. And then when it was just like, oh, this is just a shake you get at GNC, I'm like, oh. No, but it wasn't. It It wasn't? uh, No. You couldn't get those. You had to get those actually sent to you. What? Yeah. Oh, so it was a magic shake. It was a magic shake. The guy that did... this was such a part of my life, and I'm forgetting it. <laughs> it was a guy out of Colorado who created um, this company that became a GNC thing. Mm. And then he created this high-end shake that he only... You know, of course, when you're rich and powerful, you you don't, you don't like something. You then become friends with the CEO. Yeah, that's and right. And the CEO like, comes to your house and like sends you the shakes directly. <laughs> and, uh, and I would get them, too. I'm spacing on all of it. I don't remember but, uh, either. But it was like... But Jamie did get me one out of the garbage, and she which did. was very nice. <laughs> That's so crazy. A little reconnaissance. <laughs> That's so funny. Because I was, I was obsessed with that. I was the guy that was like, oh, oh. Seinfeld writes in the morning. I'll write in the morning. Yeah. Like in, the, in the movie uh, Comedian, he says, yeah. all your ass in. Construction workers don't want to go, but they, they go. So go. So I hung a picture of a construction worker next to my bed. Wow. So I would get up in the morning. It didn't work. <laughs> I am not, a, he, I'm not, that, t- I'm not that way. You're not that, yeah. No. Yeah. Are you? I yeah. I'll go. I need to be check in and and kind of correct myself. Like mm. he's been doing the same workout from the same guy that made the shakes, Bill Phillips. Bill Phillips. Bill Phillips is that that's a name? Yeah, sure. He he created this thing, <laughs> and he also had this workout regimen where you do like this cardio one day and then this weight training the other day, and it's kind of like. And it's just, you know, it's just a 20-minute thing, like a tiered, like you get really intense and then down and then really intense and then down uh-huh. for over 20 minutes. And he's been doing that workout as long as I've known him, which is about 12 years. Yeah. He does that same exact workout before <laughs> breakfast every day. Like the president. Except for the, yeah, <laughs> except for the, except for like the weekend. He And I was doing it too, and it was, it, it's great. There's yeah. nothing wrong. But I have to do something else at some point. Right. I can't get on that goddamn bike for 12 years. Right, right, right. I, it I, reminds me of Dan Mintz, another very funny uh, guy, wonderful joke writer. Yeah. Who was like, you got to eat five servings of vegetables a day. So he would just <laughs> – that's this bad Dan <laughs> Mintz impression. But he would just – he'd have in the freezer all these frozen uh, broccolis because it was that same sort of thinking where it was like, 
the FDA says you should eat five. Right. I eat five scientists. of these a day. They're scientists. Yeah, and I and that appeals to his science brain, so he eats them, and you do that. Right. And there's no like, why wouldn't you do it? It's like they told you to do it. Yeah, I will do it. But yeah, so you're not like, that that way. Supposed to, no, 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 no. Right, I'm not that way. Yeah, you get a little more free spirit, a little more. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, do I used too. to be that way, but I'm the right on stage guy, and, and like I, I go up with a couple bullets. Yeah, and see what happens. We were just talking about that. Who you and Jerome? Yeah. What did he say? I'm sorry. By the way, yeah. we don't have to talk. What do you think of that? But, but I, I am curious what he said. Um. But let's not. No, he's be the, the no third. No, this whole thing. Seinfeld no, but this interview. whole thing came from you doing that line of his with the helmet. Yeah, and I started to tell the story Head about cracking. going to the Beacon. Yeah, and I just watched him. You know, I used to open for him a lot. Now I don't get to as much because I'm doing my own thing. But we like to, as friends, to have at least a weekend a year where we get to hang out and do it. And I hadn't seen his act in a while. I've heard it's phenomenal right now. It's just so. The and you were getting the word of it, like you wanted to get the specific wording of, and that's what his show was, and that's yeah. what his act is. It is an hour and ten minutes of just finely crafted words. I mean, these yeah. every there's nothing wasted. Every sentence yeah. is completely fat free <laughs> and impressive. I mean, it's just that that thing like killing Jamie yeah. over that. He's that killing job. himself too. Yeah, he's killing himself yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I do. I call him the comedy chiropractor because you go off and you do things and you try different things and it's like his way of doing it, if you can kind of stick to it, yeah. is so damn effective. Yeah. So There was something called the comedy workbook, which you can't even get anymore and I didn't even really like it, but it was a book of like fill in the blanks and it was this regimented like day one. Uh-huh. What are five wacky hats? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And somebody, it reminds me of what you're saying. My friend yeah. Prescott was like, if you do it, you'll be better. And it uh-huh. sounds like if you do what Jerry does, you'll be yeah. better. Yeah, and I do. If it's for you. That that way of working is what, uh, I like working that way. Yeah. I like sitting down with a pad. I like being a writer, mm. you know? And uh, so when I met him, the greatest gift was a confirmation from this amazing guy a confirmation of that my way of working actually. Oh, you were doing work. it pre. I was doing it pre knowing him, but I didn't know. And I saw I would see people go up on stage and just kind of riff and people who never write their jokes down. Right, right, and was always like, right. am, am I doing it wrong? Am I am I not being as cool? Am I not treating it like jazz? Am I? And then just have him confirm like, no, your your way can work. Your way mm-hmm. is is cool. That was the the. The biggest That's what's gift. so funny. Again, I was looking at Judd's book, and there's a photo of a young Judd interviewing a young Seinfeld. Right. He's just in this apartment with no decoration. Yeah. And, and Seinfeld's wearing something that you would wear today, like just kind of like clean right. collared shirt, rolled up sleeves. And, and he just looks like – and I don't mean this disparagingly at all. He's mm-hmm. a hero of mine. He looks kind of like a, like a modern nerd, like a, yeah. a, a well-dressed nerdy type feel. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, this was the time when people were doing coke and getting up on stage and like screaming. At yeah, people. right, exactly. And then he goes up and he's like, a dog has a paw, it's four circles. <laughs> and of course, and he and, and the thing that Conan told me about, you just keep making the sound that you make, keep hitting your bell, uh-huh. and in all the chaos, people will go, what's that bell? I keep hearing that. I've been oh, hearing that bell for 10 years. That's great. And he just stuck to it. I think that's amazing. That's a great thing. I never heard Isn't that fun? described that way. Yeah, yeah. That's that's my little. Uh, you're giving your sign sign gem. I'll give a cone gem. That's a great one. Yeah. Um, 
so it's uh he really he really he we talked about going up on stage and just kind of like and he wants to be he he would love it if someone gave him an opportunity to teach comedy yeah he would he really craves that he, why doesn't he do it he, I, he doesn't know it's doesn't, like uh, kevin spacey the netflix thing yeah if he could have a blackboard and be like yeah. Who, what, where, where, right. what? But like that thing, like he does that bit uh, when he came back to The Tonight Show and he goes like, the idea of anything which could easily lead to something <laughs> that would cut into my nothing and force me to have to drop everything. Right? And right. it's just like, and you know that, it, and force me to have to drop, it's like a haiku. Yeah, I know. It really is, uh, it really is impressive. So wait, I'll go back to the story. Please. So I go to the Beacon. Um, so the the gig is you'll do the beacon and then we're going to Rochester the next day. And if you do the Seinfeld tour, you does the show, he'll leave the beacon, get right in the car, right to the plane, go to Rochester. Yeah. Like that night. Oh, so you can sleep. Cause it's all private and, and you can sleep and where you sleep and you're, yeah, you're, you're working, you're on the weekend and yeah. And that, even that is a complete routine. Yeah. You get up at nine, you have breakfast, then you go to the movie at 1030, watch the movie. Then you have you lunch. See a movie. You see a movie every, every, Every time. You love seeing a movie. Uh, every. With the trailers. Got to see the trailers. See the movie. Usually by ourselves in a theater. And then uh, then you have something to talk about. And then fun experience. And then you have lunch. Take a nap. Go do the show. And the weekend's over. Every time. Every single time. Uh, you know what people normally say? Well, he talked about being on the spectrum. It, it, yeah. It feels spectrumy. I know that's very yeah. in vogue. Yeah. And it's not a judgment. It just sounds like a brain that likes order. Completely. Yeah. And... It's uh you know, it's a weird thing. Like you, like why you're saying like Dan, like you know that his order is is yeah. works and yeah. he gets benefit from it. And Dan eats that broccoli and gets the yeah. food, and we know it too. Right. But what is it that makes you say, screw it, I'm not eating broccoli today? Uh, yeah, I know. It's this weird. Is it human... reckless or is it just? I don't think so. I think there's something in me that rebels. It's it's the it's the to me there it, the Seinfeld thing or the Dan Mintz thing going too far is fascism. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. It's like <laughs> <laughs> you march, yeah. you get the whole group to march. <laughs> Everybody gets there at the same time. Yeah. I'm not saying he's that way. I'm just but saying he is with himself. Too far, right? It leads to like something kind of <laughs> so regimented that it doesn't feel human anymore. So the human, which he which he which he'll say, yeah. Well, the human loves human. to say, ah, <laughs> he will say, he really that. says, yeah. I'm not human. I'll say, well, that's not, well, that's not, that's not right. He goes, well, for humans, yeah, <laughs> not me. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Yeah. And when he, there's something in, I believe it's in sign language or something where he's talking about masturbation and he's like, it's the, one of the biggest humiliations of my life that I've ever done that. And I'm like, jerked off. Like, one of the most human, depraved, yeah. gross. You know what I mean? Right. Seinfeld's not like a go to the buffet and you eat it with your hands because you're on peyote guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. and and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But I think you saying fuck this uh, workout or me saying I'm going to go up and just riff tonight is it's unfortunate that, that the words we use for this are so complimentary because it sounds like I'm degrading his style. Uh-huh. But it is spirited it is colorful right it is alive it is risky and it's it, in tune with your nature yeah 
and it's volatile, and people respond right. to that. Right. People, I think people like seeing. If we've learned anything if, from comedy, yeah. Nowadays, it's that they like to see you at least pretend that you're working it out as you're on stage. <laughs> right. You know I mean? yeah, right. Exactly. I believe it was that. Uh, it's just another trick. Louis talked about it. He's like, we're doing what we did in the '80s. We're just acting like we're just thinking of it. Right. And I was like, well, <laughs> which is yeah, which really it. is the ultimate. Magic trick of comedy from That's the right. beginning of time. That's right. Like it's just you just happen to be saying. But it. then there are guys like Rory Scovel and certainly Reggie Watts and all these guys yeah. that are like, no, I really am going up. Right. And <laughs> I'm playing the violin with my dick. You know what I mean? Like it's right. you can't you can't regiment this. And there no. is something. There's something you know. Penis penis gets hard. You touch the penis, it fills with blood. Put it in the vagina. Vagina is moistened. She's aroused. You lick the nipples. That's not really making love. You right. know what I'm saying? It, it, it's uh, working, but there is the sloppy bohemian style, right. which can please another person. And this is somebody who couldn't love Seinfeld more. Yeah. I just happened to be the more like, and then we were fucking and we were in a bus. <laughs> like, right. like, like, I, I don't right. know how we got there. And that's a very human yeah. human thing to fuck on a bus. It's it's in, He actually, we, you know, we always talk about writing and stuff and... It's kind of like a reminder, you know, you kind of always have to talk this stuff through to, you know, and uh, that he now will write in the afternoon is a, is like a big thing. <laughs> His big concession. Yeah. Like, himself. yeah, they doesn't have, you don't have to write right then in the morning. You can uh... do it as long as you're alone <laughs> later on. So anyway, let me just yeah, tell yeah, this yeah. cool story. Oh, please. It's a cool story. I want to hear it. I keep it. So I, uh, I, um, so I have to go to the beacon to do the show, but I get a call two weeks out that it's uh, I'm bumped from the Beacon. I'm still doing Rochester, but I'm bumped on the Beacon because Steve Martin is going to do the show. Oh, I heard that, and uh, that was the first comedy album I ever heard. So to be Steve, bumped by Steve Martin is just cares? like it's better than doing a set. I it's the only albums I have on my phone because I find Every, them yeah. endlessly listenable. Is it crazy? Every time I try and predict when he's going to stick the punchline, and I'm always wrong. Yeah, because it's just so delightful. It's so, so unique. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. So I have to go to the Beacon, though, because we're going to Rochester. So I'm not going to work there, but I'm going to just hang out. Fast forward, I'm in a dressing room with me, Seinfeld, Tom Hanks, <laughs> and Steve Martin, who's going over his jokes that he's going to do. And that's the oh, room. My God. How cool. That's amazing. So crazy. He's saying it. They're criticizing it. Hanks is laughing. And Hanks knew I was a comedian, which was he remembered that I was going to do this gig for him. Just like the, they uh, even knew. Yeah, that's great. It was just like, oh, this is so much better than doing the set. That's this great. Is so great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, t- we're full circle. A canceled show. A canceled show. <laughs> the pleasure of the canceled show. And you'd so much rather yeah. be with these people. Oh, my God. But then, of course, seeing Hanks go into the audience, it's like, oh, man. If I was performing. If I could just do 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> He'd like me so much more. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, that was a real That's treat. That's amazing. Yeah, I heard some of Steve Martin's jokes. He's like, yeah. one of them was just so Steve Martin, right? Where it was like the, uh, he's like, oh, these things are so expensive. You have the the plane, you have the meals, you have the transportation, you have to pay the uh, celebrity impersonator. <laughs> right. Steve will be out in a minute, by the way. It yeah. was, I was like, that is such. That could have been on. Let's get small. Yeah, there was another one which I can't remember where he did that Steve Martin like three tier thing. You know. Yeah. It just got look a little more. the The pacing of it was just like, oh, this is Steve Martin. Yeah, I didn't feel like it was like his Did return to, to stand up. Now he's just split. Yeah, I feel like uh, he did it, 
but I don't think it was like well, the beginning about, of him doing it. I don't know if he's a computer person, but it seems like I almost I had a lot of feelings about that. I was like, it's almost like giving an addict like another uh-huh. bump. And it's like, oh, you think you can go straight, do you? Yeah. It's like, a, it's like a mobster taking him out for one more hit. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, right. is he gonna is he gonna come back to the lifestyle? He's try and. Yeah. And is it going to haunt him? Even if he does stay away, That's... it's a kind of a cruel, not cruel, but it's an interesting position to be in. Because he tasted it again. He had to. I know. It is a little cruel because right? it is. <laughs> because he was the biggest. Yeah. The bestest. Yeah. And he knows what that feels like. Yeah. To really do it. Yeah. And really kill. And then to go out and, you know. Do it. Kind of do it. He knows. No matter yeah. what you you yeah. could put. You, great set. He knows. Yeah. He knows what that feeling That's is. So funny. That's tough because he's not. This is a job where you take two weeks off and you don't feel like you can do it as well. Thirty-five years. Ooh, child. Thirty-five years. That is spicy. Yeah. I don't like how spicy that is. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> No, pretty rough. I, I wish you had seen him after. If he was, if he was high, if he was low, he was something. A little low. Oh, really? You think? A little low. Oh. Um, you know, because you know, you know, you know. I got, he got the jokes out. Some of them got good laughs. But I can't believe it. The the but I'm not crushing wasn't superseded by the fact that he was like, I did it. I went up and I did stand up. Yeah, there was probably a little bit of that. But yeah. you know, it's like he would say, like he said in his book, like he he he. Discovered at some point, he would know how the set went by how he felt on the drive home. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like you're up there and you think you're doing it, but if you're just feeling a little, meh. that book, uh, even though I loved it and read it twice, feels a little computer person to me. There was a lot of like, and then I I did the show, and there were 45 million people there. Yeah, and uh, after the show, I ate French fries. <laughs> you're like, you're like, what was the show? How was the show? Yeah, I know there was a little bit of that. Yeah. That's yeah. Those guys, you know, really smart people. Yeah, you know what I mean. He was. He was. By the special way, special people going from there to a theater on Broadway, where him and Edie Brickell are in rehearsals for their Broadway play mm. that's coming out. Wow! So he just like did that, played banjo, got in the. You know what I mean? Exceptional people. Exceptional. If he were in Avery, he'd find the bus pass. <laughs> <laughs> He would have. He would have. His brain was baked a different way. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Well, I know you have to go at two. Otherwise, I would just keep effortlessly discussing with you. Uh, And please don't feel like I'm – like there's no like – unless you don't have to. Let's wrap wrap up. You've given uh, almost two hours here. It's 143. Yeah. So we have 17 minutes to discuss the final thing, which – my last Seinfeld thing, he went through that Zen kind of thing. I remember on the Michael Richards Comedians in Cars, he this line that I feel like no one talks about. He goes like, "We're all just drops of rain on a windshield, Michael." <laughs> and that that sort of detached in the writers' room at Seinfeld, they had the picture of, from the Hubble telescope of the universe. And it's just like perspective. That's mm-hmm. sort of like relaxed, kind of like what we were saying. We're molecules, and and it's okay. It's all just games and roles and stuff. But we always end the podcast. I don't know if you know this, talking about um, the meaning of life. Uh, how you can start with how you were raised religiously or not religiously, where you're at now. I'm always interested with parents raising their kids, but like, really, what I want to know is what is this? Um, you could say, do you believe in some sort of God or order or something? 
But really, just like, how are you interpreting this? Um, I had a moment the other night where I was uh, in my house after doing my shows, and everybody was asleep, and I came into the house, and I was... I stopped in the hallway in the darkness <laughs> and I was a little overwhelmed by the uh by a, a wave of my responsibilities in my life mm. washed over me that all of these people in these beds <laughs> and these cats that are skulking through the through the house mm are all dependent on me. <laughs> like I am responsible for the food and safety and success of this family. And it, me, mm-hmm. like my, whatever I'm running and, around. And worse, your brain. And my you're like brain, silly ideas. My, my telling jokes. Yeah. Doing this ethereal, you don't even have a violin. You know what I mean? <laughs> You just go up and go, hey. And just start yapping. <laughs> and you're yapping. <laughs> and right now they like it. And what if they stop liking it? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that guy's just yapping. And uh, I was a little panic stricken. Mm. I was like, I'm not in charge, really. I'm responsible for all this, but I'm not really in charge of anything. And then it went out and it was like, who is in charge? Mm. The guy next door who's a lawyer. He's standing in the darkness some nights. That's right. And the guy, Obama's standing in That's the right. middle of his hallway sometimes. And the guy in the shanty in, in uh, India is also going like, all, all these people are responsible. All, yeah, like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, I've built this and I have a responsibility. And also, what do the what does it mean and all that kind of stuff. And uh, But that moment, and then I went to bed. What did it feel like? Panic? A little like, jeez. Or just like wonder. No, a little panic. Panic. A little panic. It wasn't like a, huh. It was like a, ah. No, it was like, ah. <laughs> it was a little like, oh. <laughs> and you can't, uh, I can't tell anyone about that. Mm. You know what I mean? I can't, I can't like open the door and sit on my daughter's bed and like, honey, psst, honey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you awake? I don't think I can do this. <laughs> do you ever get scared sometimes? Did you see, uh, what is it, Polar Bear by Polar Bear? No. The Mark Ruffalo movie? Just like right. man- Manic Dad. Oh, yeah. Who would tell his children, oh, like, oh, really? I don't know what I'm doing. Like, oh, really? Because he's in oh, a that's weird that's what that movie's state. about? Yeah, it's about a manic uh, bipolar guy. Oh, man. Uh, so, no, it was it was definitely a little panic and a little bit of, like, who's in charge? Am I in charge? No one's in charge. This is nuts that we are flying through this. And But that moment, like, that was a, that was just a moment. And, you know, wake up the next day and just do your shit and just f- kind of float along. And uh, Seinfeld brain comes back. I'm not, I'm not eat, forcing him in. It's just like, eat breakfast. Yeah. You need breakfast? Got to eat breakfast. Right. Eat breakfast. Go to work. I'm Maria Bamford, I think about all the time. Uh just, that, just you, in this work thing, not yeah. in this big life thing. But yeah. it, uh, Maria, you know, who is a very busy head and is a very strong but fragile person at the same time. Mm-hmm. And she was saying, just got to do the work. Just go to work. Just do the work. 
Just do the work. That kind of mm-hmm. grounds you and gives you, okay, just do the work. Don't think about the big, giant, huge picture. Just take out the pad and do the work, you know? Right, right, right. And uh, I kind of feel that you're just kind of a leaf in this roaring river. Mm. There is a raging, raging, roaring river, and you're this little leaf, and you can you can kick back, you can float, you can dive under, you can do some flips, yeah. <laughs> you can get scared when the waterfall's coming, but you're not stopping the river. Yeah. And you're just pretty much just a leaf. So I feel like you just got to go with the flow. You just be a leaf. Just be a leaf and just kind of go with the flow. Be a leaf. I was raised Catholic. And uh, I was like, be a good leaf. Like, you're a bad leaf. <laughs> Better. You're a sin, sin-filled yeah. bad leaf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are you to be so shiny? Yeah. <laughs> Who the hell do you think you are? And uh, the Jesus leaf is mad at you. <laughs> yeah. You're born with original leaf sin. <laughs> so shitty. Oh. So there you are being that leaf. You, you started out uh, a guilty leaf. I started out a little guilty leaf. <laughs> a little scared leaf. I did really like going to church. I liked, I liked that there was a building you went to and let this need, yep. human need. That's why we built them. Yeah, that place, right. How'd that get away from us? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, they, they screwed it up. Yeah, we screwed it up. <laughs> It, but it's this idea, like a place, just like a burger joint or a gym. Yeah. It's like, you also have this, what the fuck is going on? Where are we? What are we doing? Place. And, uh, you know, we also have uh, lecture halls at, at MIT that can help us with that, you know, like science and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. But, they're, but the people, the, the more poetic approach, the more, I always say ethereal. It's one of my favorite yeah. words. It's a good word. More mysterious. Yeah. Okay, come to church. We'll sing in Latin. Yeah, right. And we'll come s- sing in Latin. For yeah. some reason, that'll do it for you. Yeah, we'll let the sun come through the stained glass. And yeah, you'll get it. Yeah, you'll that's feel right. It. That's right. I do miss it. I sometimes have you ever taken a, a psychedelic? Yeah, all of them. Really? Not peyote. I'm struck with if you look at a church, like a nice church, a, a nice church. I just mean I went to like a shitty convention hall church. Mm-hmm. Just looks like yeah, know, they might be selling guns in there, yeah. <laughs> or, or like a porn porn <laughs> adult con might be there. But it's a church. <laughs> but if you look at like a nice Catholic church, high church, yeah, you look at that architecture and you're like, oh, they they get it. You, yeah. you, you see the repeating shapes, you see the perfect symmetry, and you yeah. see the color and all that stuff. It's a very trippy, and it sucks. Like Joseph Campbell is the guy that helps yeah. me go. It's okay. Go in the church. Love the church. It's, yeah, you don't have to agree with the guy that's up there that's disparaging gay people and. I and know, women. but. I know, I, I agree. It's hard. I, I'm saying an empty church. Yeah, go in the nice right, empty church. Right. Go, to, go to Westminster Abbey and just appreciate it. Yeah. And don't think about pedophilia. Just, just look I at know. the shapes and the colors and smell the incense. Look at the water, whatever you want. Because I thought I had to go in and agree with all of it. When it turns out you can go into a church that's seen trends, mm-hmm. decades, generations come and go. This theology was there, now it's gone. Just go yeah. in and look at the, look at the wood. I know, right? I wish you could. They, I know if it's hard. Just, if they could just not be up there saying these things, I went last Easter, and no one wanted to go, so I went by myself. Oh man! And I was just like, I don't know. It just felt I just had the need to go. I just felt like all oh, the childhood stuff. So I went, mm. and it was nice. And I went back the next week, mm. 
And I didn't even tell anyone. I just was like, I'll I'm, be back. I'm gonna go, uh, yeah, like, I'm going to go smoke. Like going to a porn <laughs> shop. I went in. The guy started talking about abortion within the first five minutes, and I was out of there. Mm. And it was just like, ugh, what a bummer. It is a, it is a bummer. <laughs> it is a bummer. Because there you were getting in touch with – talk about the spelunking. Yeah. The, the brain spelunks. Sometimes we get down there and we go, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah, and and you, we're left without a place. I don't. I I don't like when people talk. You know, atheism is a is a hip thing here and in New York. <laughs> I love Sarah's joke. <laughs> Who's uh, anybody here uh, believe in God? No, l- let me let me rephrase that. Anyone here from out of town? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, that's really funny. I don't. I don't. Uh, it might be intellectually, I might might be right. You know, there is no God, there is no thing. But I don't. I'm not strong enough for that. I like to be when I have those <clears throat> moments of fear and panic, just to have be like, just to be able to talk to somebody. I can't tell my wife and my kids like, yeah. you know, this is scary. Funny, but you're it, becoming practical in your panic. Yeah, you're like, I need something. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, but you know, it's interesting. I'll put it to you. Dante t- talk to, to find God is the love that hung the moon and the stars, right? Mm-hmm. So the way that I kind of think about that is, is here we are, and we are just molecules. Today I'm thinking about molecules. And in that molecule is electrons and neutrons, and they're all kind of obeying this order. And then we go, I think there's like 13 or 17 subatomic particles. We go deeper and deeper and deeper. And I think about the love, the order, and the, the music to everything mm-hmm. being a type of God. We talk about yeah. the force or... The, the thing that's keeping Tom together, right. literally, yeah. in your form, even though you are just a massive, tiny little specks that so is the table, and yeah. these parts are regenerating and changing, and there you are in there. I, I, I like to think about God in that way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's, you know, to say father and have that kind of thing, like, you know, there's people that really crave the order of a God like that's yeah. a man True. who tells you what to do and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, you just kind of, nobody has the answer. And I was just, I'm going through a very, I went to Hawaii and that place is so magical and there's a real spiritual feeling. It's also very young. Yeah. Like Maui right. is the youngest place on the planet. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, I just, I haven't shaken that trip. It's been three weeks and it's mm. still, and it wasn't long, but I just... I'm just going through. I haven't been smoking pot, and uh, all I'm listening to is reggae. And I love Bob Marley. I think that force of love was so great. But he also thought that God was a guy in Africa yeah. who came over on a plane in a little general's outfit. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. nobody has the answers. Right. Nobody really can nail it down because we're just you know humans. And as magical as that guy was, he was like a modern day shaman. But he'd still, you know, like. You can't really nail it down, I but I just think my whole mantra, and this is why the, the the politics of it all and all this stuff, it's just I know it's a there's no way that a movement become, become um, gains momentum off of this. It's just be nice, mm. just be cool, just be nice, just go with the flow, be your leaf, yeah, and just be good, just be good, right? That's that's where I'm at. I love that. How, the leaf thing is a great is a great answer. That's, yeah. that's why I'm not even, <laughs> not that I could, but I'm not even going to push you into like deeper, stupid things. I just think that's a, such a great way to look at it. And nobody knows. I, I just heard this quote. Um, uh, where did I hear it? It was Alan Watts said it. And he was talking about how like a fool in his folly 
repeat a fool repeating his folly over time becomes wise. Uh-huh. So there's something about not knowing our the answer, <laughs> and yet through the repetition of whatever it is, <laughs> right? Maybe because here's Bob Marley clearly shining very bright and writing beautiful music and yeah. and giving this stuff and the general on the plane and all that stuff. So it's like. <laughs> We're all kind of fools, but there's that reverence to the order in your molecules, and mm-hmm. there's that reverence to the gravity that's keeping us in the sky, right? And and just that sort of beautiful spread out spilling mystery. Yeah. That when we when we try and stay in touch with that, and however we want to talk to it, I think it's kind of undeniable that it's nice to have some sort of perspective of the leaf from above. <laughs> yeah. There yeah. I am. I'm a leaf. You're right. <laughs> And, you know, it's a really cool thing to be a comedian and, like, you forget this part of it because we're thinking about getting our TV show made and right. being successful and rich and having people really love us and yeah. think we're really funny. But what about respect? Do they respect and the, me? Yeah, all that Am stuff. Am I relevant? And then somebody sends you a message on Facebook that says, I was having the worst week of my life. There's been death in my family and... What you guys do, and this yeah. is real, yeah. this is last week, and what you guys do in making us laugh is a, such a great, valuable thing. Mm-hmm. And you, you forget that, that's, that you're doing that part of it. I don't feel that. Like, I know people are having fun, and I, you know, but I always feel like I'm short in helping people. And I kind of fall back, well, I'm a comedian, I'm making people laugh, but yeah. I do feel like. Should I be a big brother? Should I be Can scooping I, out soup at the at the thing? You know what I mean? Like, are yeah. you doing enough? Are you touching enough lives that I, if you do split, they're like, there's enough people that better. are like, yeah, it was better, right? Mm. I'll tell you something that I think all the time, and I got it from Rob Bell, who's a spiritual teacher and a, 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 one of my best friends. He said, uh, just, just because it's service, like people think to do service, it has to be something you hate. Uh, right. He's like, you don't <laughs> have to hurt. hate it for it to be service. <laughs> right. But that's not just a Catholic thing. That's an everybody thing. It's like, I should be getting up and I should be volunteering at uh, mm. this and that. And maybe you should. But just because you enjoy your service doesn't mean right. you're not serving. Right. Like we'd well, like- it's, also that, it's also that you're serving yourself as you're serving that's right. them. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> right. <laughs> Symbiotic, uh, yeah. both beneficial. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a great thing. Yeah. This is, uh, oh, man. I hope we have time. Do you have time? This is the last question yeah. we always ask, and then we have a very quick speed round. Okay. Speed round first. What's the greatest lesson you've learned about comedy? Just the speed round. Don't worry about it. Do the work. Do the work, baby. <laughs> greatest lesson you've learned about art? <sighs> the greatest lesson I learned about art? Um, that if you were the artist... It's it you it's not yours. Hmm. Ultimately it's not yours. Interesting. If you if you make it and put it out, it's theirs. It's not yours. Oh. So you're in the like George Lucas shouldn't be adding shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's ours now. Don't <laughs> Right, exactly. Don't We're add. in charge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um greatest lesson you've learned about acting. I know you're a wonderful actor. Um just just be. Just just be. Get out of your way and just be. No mind. Love it. Greatest lesson you've learned about family. Kiss your wife before your kids. Fuck you, man. That's good <laughs> shit, man. Hit it. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> it was passed down to me by a, a guy. And uh, it's 
That's a good one. It's a good one. And now this is how people get those. It used to be a guy, and now it's a download. It's a a, a free podcast. I can't believe it. Um, Greatest lesson you've learned about uh, love? Uh, Greatest lesson I've learned about love? I don't know. That's an interesting one. I, I can rephrase it. It's like, what is love? People are always talking about it. But what does that mean to you? Um, it's an overwhelming feeling of kindness for other people. There you go. I love it. Right? Maybe. And, you, <laughs> <laughs> and then greatest lesson you've learned about God. We didn't get too deep into it, but when you think about the universe and the meaning of life and what we're doing here, what is a, what is a nugget you carry around? Um, that, uh, ah, Jeez. You know what's funny? It could be your answer for comedy. It would be funny if you were like, just do the work. Just do the work. <laughs> <laughs> but that, 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 I hate to feed you your answer, but I think you kind of already answered it. Yeah. In your other answers. Yeah, and I think uh, I'd like, I like to believe that there is. Yeah, that, I love that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially in the hallway at night. God, he better show up there. <laughs> And this is the fun, silly one because we do get deep, a little bit deep. Uh, just something silly. We were talking about silliness. The hardest time you've ever laughed. Could be as a child. Could be recently. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, <laughs> and it doesn't have to be a good story. I'm not like, tell a great story. Just a memory when I say that. Um, when I was in, uh, <laughs> when I was in uh, seventh grade for Halloween, um, I dressed as a baby – <laughs> and my friend Keith, who was Keith, was about half my size. He was the littlest guy in school. He dressed as my mom, and and I was big. I was That's I was basically this size in the, in seventh grade. And uh, so we walked around like that. And in uh, assembly during the uh, you know when we're all there showing off our costumes, Keith uh, lifted his shirt. And had these plastic boobs with a string around it with big, huge nipples and just lifted it up. And I laughed so hard. They grabbed us. They pulled us down the hallway. They put us in the principal's office. And he's yelling at us that we might be suspended. And I could not stop laughing like that guttural I just, no matter, there's nothing you can say. You can say you're going to take us out to the baseball field and shoot us. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, it was That's a good it. one. That was a real good one. But it trumps one. everything. There, we don't have to unpack it, but it's like, at school, it's expulsion. And you're like, it's fake tits. And right. I'm dressed like a baby. <laughs> I'm a baby. And my mom just showed her tits yeah, to the school. And she's so much smaller than me. <laughs> Big old nipples. That's a great. Uh, I can't believe they even made that. It was like hard plastic. You know, like things. Yeah. They, no, no one knew how to make stuff back then. It was like hard <laughs> plastic, but colored all the right colors. <laughs> they were obviously. He really thought they they should be shown. That's great. That makes me so happy. Uh, oh, oh I hope great. he remembers that. I'll never forget that one. That was a great one. <laughs> what are you gonna do the rest of your day? You know, I'm so stressed out. This was so nice. The time Good. flew by. Yeah, it was for me. really fast. I, I I really appreciate it. I'm glad and we I, finally got to do it. And I said to Val, I was leaving, and we were both kind of like, God. 
it was it was like Saturday. A, it was a lot of work this week, yeah. and it was just like, oh, we would just be on the porch or whatever the fuck right. It is. I got the same thing. Saturday, when do you work? Yeah, Saturday yeah. at twelve to two, and this is the only time I have. It was perfect, and but so, so I feel so fun. much good, and the rest of the day is just going to be fucking nothing. But oh, good. On the way here, I was like, oh, I'm going to start drinking as soon as we're done. And yeah. now I'm like, shit, you, you lifted the curse. <laughs> I feel happy now. Yeah. Now I want to go to the beach or whatever the, yeah. you know, whatever it is. I want to walk the dog. You know, <laughs> right. isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah. What has changed? What is Love. I, exactly. Love. That's it. We feel heard. We, feel, we were present. We were here. Yeah. And now I don't want to throw the day away it's, it's, it's great nice. so thank you you're the best you're the best man we just have the guests say the guest catchphrase at the end which is keep it crispy it's keep it crispy <laughs> yeah you keep, keep it crispy, it crispy. <laughs> thank you tom you're <laughs> the right. best thanks buddy now leaving nerdist.com 